Hello, everyone. Um, it's been a while. We're glad to be back doing the podcast. But before we get started, um, it'd be remiss if we don't mention the horrifying events that happened in Uvalde, Texas recently. Um, we're all horrified at what happened. It's a tragedy that it, it feels like it shouldn't still be happening in this country. Um, if sensible measures were taken, it wouldn't be happening. So please go out in November and please vote for politicians who are actually willing to make a difference here and implement gun control that can actually prevent these incidents from happening in this country. Uh, this is ridiculous that this is still happening. The United States really needs to wake up and like match the rest of the world. This isn't. This is archaic. And I am appalled that there are politicians that are still willing to let this happen for the sake of a Second Amendment that really needs to be changed and reformed. I doubt the framers of the Constitution had this in mind when they drafted the Second Amendment. Enough's enough. Everyone needs to speak up. It's ridiculous that this is still happening after all the other gun incidents that have happened in this country. AR-15s are weapons of war. They're not weapons that should be in the hands of civilians on the street. These are troubling times for a multitude of reasons beyond what happened in Uvalde, Texas. It feels like our entire society is falling apart at the seams. I hope that um, we are able to provide some relief for that with our rambling and ravings. So without further ado, uh, here we go. Hello and welcome to Pop Cultural Quintessentials with Cubed. I am Ruben Kiros. I am <coughs> the Cubed, and I am being joined by. Of course, oh you coughed right away. Oh, the allergies! Oh God, I'm Jake Kiro. I'm the other third of Cubed. <laughs> and I am Jacob Kiros, the other third of Cubed, the final third, and the best third of Cubed. Right? Uh, and it's uh, arguably so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You got a Zyrtec, man. I'm good, man. No, I, I, no, I, but I'm, I, no, I, I know you're good. I'm asking if you got. I thought you were asking me because no, you but care yeah. about my well-being. I don't care about you, bro. This is why nobody loves you. This is why you get no bitches, man. Shut up. Like, no bitches, man. As you can probably tell, JQ is actually in the room with us today. Yay! I'm back Finally. from Nashville for, for like, a week. like another for week. week. We're going to try to film uh, this episode and then one more before I go back. Right. Um, so, yeah. After a month-long hiatus, we are back. We get two. You guys get two. Isn't that crazy? You get two for one. Look at that. Are they grateful? They're probably not. They're not. Who who is they? (laughs) Who's listening listening to this? (laughs) We're screaming into the void, and the void is laughing at us. And on that cheerful note, um, a lot has happened in the last month and a half. uh, Both uh, for us and in the pop cultural world. Well, yeah, all three of us graduated from our respective schooling. Jacob finished high school. Yeah, clap, clap for me. Celebrate, celebrate, please. I don't see you clapping, Jonathan, please. Why, why aren't you clapping? Because oh, you graduated from Vanderbilt University. The Vanderbilt University. Jonathan got his uh, undergraduate trumpet music performance. I got performance. my bachelor in music performance with a minor in English concentration and creative mining, which basically, creative mining, mining. creative <laughs> writing, which crypto basically, mining, crypto mining, which basically is a long way of saying that I'm going to be broke for at least Stop. the next five months. <laughs> So you will be hearing a lot from me, and if you hear cars in the background of my recording, it is not because I'm living in the street. It is because I have to record in my Bugatti garage. <laughs> and I graduated from my master's in science in industrial and organizational yeah. psychology. Yeah, Jacob. Which is a long way of saying that he will actually be making money. Uh, yeah, once they get a job. That is the goal, to make some money. Yeah. But, you know, I will be continuing this podcast for fun. We will... 
Stop. 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 I'm just making up for when I forgot to clap for Jacob. Oh, when you oh. forgot, huh? Forgot. Yeah, yeah forgot. Oh, okay. Hold All right. Applause, no so applause. we're going to go through... A plethora of topics. We are clearly not going to cover everything that happened in the last, I don't know, six weeks. But we're going to co- cover the important stuff. It's mostly trailers, guys. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Um, An honorable mention goes out to... Um, the what? I thought I would have a joke by the end of that sentence. I'm going to be real <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. I'm a G. you start some of your jokes, you don't even know where you're going. And you're just Precisely. Yes. To, like, it's like an adventure. It's like... it's like a little three. It's like a reward. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. All right, let's get started with our news topics. Um, first off, um, Jonathan already has given me a face. Uh, we are going to start with the Avatar: The Way of Water trailer that released. Um, James Wade Cameron's long. Water. Oh, wait, that's Wade. It's Wade in the water. Not Thank Wade, you. Wade water. Um, this is a James Cameron's <laughs> uh, long gestating sequel to 2009's Avatar, which once again after. A brief stint as the number two highest grossing movie of all time after Endgame passed it. It is once again the number one grossing movie of all time with like $2.9 billion. Um, and this sequel comes 13 so. years later. Well, rightfully so, right? And they deserve all that money for the first movie. It's such a great story. Am I right, Jonathan? Ow! <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't see it, he uh, slapped me, uh, he slapped me uh, on set. <laughs> yeah. On set, we're in a basement. Shut up! Don't reveal our location to the, to the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you guys are not allowed to know. Our longitude and latitude is... Stop! <laughs> 66 and degrees north, 66 degrees south. 69 degrees west, baby. You can't see it, but I'm dancing. That was so bad, John. Yeah, I'm just trying to delay the inevitable, which is having to talk about... Jonathan, what did you think about the Avatar trailer? Um, (laughs) Actually... You want to get to me last? I'm going to get to you last. You want to get to you, asshole. I will give my opinion first. You, asshole. And then you'll get... Your opinions are invalid. La, la, la. So this trailer released first in theaters with Doctor Strange 2 before being released online. Jacob and I saw it in IMAX. And I, my jaw actually hit the Drug. ground. My Man, school, the visuals were like at... a cartoon, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it actually physically hit the ground, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this trailer, the, the proper word for it is ethereal. Um, you know, just the vibe, the entire thing built up. Um, oh you know, the visual effects are insane. The water effects look nuts. Look, the, visually, this looks like a seminal work. Um, James Cameron once again did it. If you don't know why I said, uh, oh, God, it's because Jonathan is glaring at Ruben right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And, like, the music in the trailer, I don't know, it built up the intrigue of the entire piece. Um... <laughs> I just I thought it was really effective for a minute forty seconds and actually made me pretty interested in seeing this film yeah. and I did not have that much interest beforehand because like I've said uh, Avatar one's a tech demo. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, with, movie, this with, movie looks like a. a it probably will be a tech demo, demo as well, but it looks like a really good tech demo. Anyway, Jacob, That's, you're that th- was the first one too because for the time it was like a really good tech demo as well. So you, what you're saying is that they're releasing the same movie with a slightly different story and it's gonna be probably crap as well. Hey guys, also know that they're making uh, I think like six movies in total. Four, four, four? okay, it's five in total. <laughs> Is it five in total? It's five in They're total. making five movies of Avatar. James Cameron's career is, is it just going to be Avatar from here on out. Aren't you guys excited about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Come on. Take Clap it up. Clap it up for James Cameron. Let's go. Wasting his career on blue people. 
Oh, like a percussionist. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take up your thoughts. It's, it's better than Smurfs, right? I think. I don't, know, I don't know. Smurfs are better than Avatar. What am I talking about? Okay, anyway. You know what's better yeah, than Avatar? You know, what, you know what's better than Avatar and is underwater? What? Aquaman. The Snorks. The Snorks. Y'all remember? Y'all don't, don't remember the, the Snorks? Snorks? I don't remember the Snorks. The Snorks were basically Smurf ripoffs on uh, Hanna Barbera's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Right. That Hanna Barbera made. We saw them on Boomerang. You're basically these underwater creatures. Okay. And they have, have a these snorkel. tubes on the. They are snorkels, you idiot! That's why they're called the Snorks. <laughs> yeah. But they're not snorkels. Yeah. They're not even above water. Yeah, yeah because they turn the water into oxygen. Then what's the point of having the snorkel underwater? It's pointless. It's for the aesthetic. Come on down with the snorks. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I watched a few yeah. of those episodes. Again, I'm just simply anyway. trying to delay the inevitable yeah, of me fair. having to talk about... Let me let me give my thoughts on the trailer, okay? The, I thought the, the water effects, man, in that trailer, the first, like, few seconds when you see, like, the pan of the... Like, I think it was, like, an ocean, basically. And I was just like, wow, this looks better than real life. I'd rather be trapped in a James Cameron movie <laughs> than live out my entire life. And then he and killed I, himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's now, an actual thing that happened with the first Avatar movie. People are like, my life will never be like it is with Pandora, and they murked themselves. You, no, nah, you're making this up. I am not. Pull up an article. I'm looking it up right now. Keep I, talking. I do not remember this, but uh, okay. Anyway, I thought I thought the, the the shots in the in the trailer were just like breathtaking, you know. Um, like like Ruby was saying, it's ethereal. I think that's a that's a great ethereal. Uh, I don't even know ethereal. 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 All right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I try. I try. I try to piss you off even more by describing the the movie as like almost heavenly and divine and shit like that. So that pisses you off even more. Okay. Anyway. I, th- I just thought, like, I don't even remember the plot of the first movie at all. And that, I think that tells you how, like, the first movie is literally just about visuals, bro. The one thing I remember <laughs> from the first movie. Unobtainium, baby! Okay, yes. Yeah. Thank you for stealing my thunder. So, in Hollywood <laughs> screenwriting, the placeholder for a MacGuffin in a script yeah. is called Unobtainium. Oh, it, okay, yeah. And, and like, they, they just kept and it they the just movie. kept it in the movie. That's stupid. <laughs> that is so dumb. The Avatar effect. Yes. Moviegoers feel depressed and even suicidal your source. Sorry. Yes. at your not source. being able to visit Utopian Alien Planet. Oh shit! This is the Daily Mail. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> Stop. Give me one minute. You're not finding a not reliable. Give me one minute. You're not gonna find a reliable. Look, look, look. Okay. So, I mean, Sam Worthington's in this, yeah. so that'll be interesting, you know. Psychology a- Today! Oh. Avatar Blues? Is Avatar de- contributing to depression and suicidality? Can a Suicide. movie about a utopian society cause us to question the meaning of life? Sure, but to the extent that we contemplate suicide? Wow! That apparently is the power of Avatar, the film that allows oh, viewers to experience the world of Pandora, almost as if they were there, but not quite. And that seems to be the problem. Oh An article God. on CNN.com states on the fan forum site, Avatar Forums, a topic thread entitled Ways to Cope with the Depression of the Dream of Pandora Being Intangible, has received more than a thousand posts from people. Oh, a thousand posts! A thousand! This was back in 2010! A thousand posts from people Dump experiencing Dump depression it. and fans trying to keep how help much, them cope. How much money the topic became 2.9 billion dollars. A thousand out of how, how many people? Billions of people 
watch this movie. The there are probably other movies that make people feel so bad about this Avatar. It became okay, so okay. popular last month, 10 years ago, that former administrator <laughs> Philip Bagdasarian had to create a second thread so people could continue why, to why, post their confused why? feelings Stop. about the movie. Stop. Quote from <laughs> Bagdasarian. <laughs> Wasn't depressed myself. In fact, the movie made me quite happy. But I can understand why, why it made people depressed. Stop. Stop. The movie was so beautiful. It showed something we don't have here on Earth. I think people saw we could be living in a completely different world, and that caused them to be depressed. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. A thousand that. people out of how many millions who watched exactly. this? Those exactly. thousand people probably contributed at least a million dollars on rewatching. I think oh, they have oh, other oh, mental oh, health oh, issues they if, they're, if they're freaking grabbing onto the world of Pandora and yeah. saying, I want to go there yeah. in this world. You never wanted to F a cat person? What? what? <laughs> Stop, dude. Stop. Why are you going to say that? Look, okay. first movie, the plot is lackluster, but yeah. you cannot sit here and tell me that what James Cameron did visually in that first movie was not impressive. Yes, you can polish a turd. I will be impressed. Stop. It's not even that bad. It's, even, it's a it's, mediocre it's script. A me no, here's the problem, though. What's the it, problem? It, it, I, if, if, for me, if James Cameron would have just left well enough alone, I would probably enjoy Avatar to some extent. It's mediocre, but the visuals are nice, all right? Yeah. It's got some good acting, some good stuff yes. all around. But this man keeps acting like it's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> keeps telling people that it's his magnum. He's like, man, oh, what a good movie. But was it Avatar? Why, guys? You, you guys saw Aquaman. What a great movie. Great job, James Wan. But let me tell you, the water effects in my movie, Avatar 2, The Way of Water, Electric Boogaloo, gonna be way better. And guess <laughs> that, what, that, James? That was I am unimpressed. I am unimpressed by your water effects. I am completely unimpressed. They look how would the, I don't give a shit if they look even a little better than Aquaman. You know what I was thinking when I was watching this trailer, Ruben? For a split second, it tricked me. It fooled me, Ruben. I was yeah, like, yeah. wow, look at that. <laughs> look at the visuals. But if I would have let myself fall into that, then I would have been just like any other Avatar fan. Where was the substance? There was one line in that entire trailer. They are marketing. No, shut up. They are marketing. Shut the hell up. Pandora. Shut up. Would you shut up? That substance. Let me rap. Let me finish. They are marketing this movie right now on visuals alone because they know that they don't got a good plot. I bet you that this is. A, it's, it's gonna be about. It's gonna be about. What's it gonna be about? Navi Jesus. Stop. That's why it's okay. called the way of water. That is why it's called the way of water. Stop. Okay. If I don't know, okay. I, I do not the see a blue elements. guy. If I do not see a blue man walk on water and then. Okay. The, the real passage of time is in this film. They have kids in this. They have kids? Yeah, they have kids. I don't know what oh, type of God. plot that's going to be. Hair kids. Hair kids. They came out of the hair gina. The whole, the whole oh my. Jonathan, why are you going to make this? Okay, to, to help. Okay, yes. I want to clarify, yes, James Cameron did bash Aquaman when it came out. That part that's, is 100% true, and it's not just ass. JQ ranting. That's, that's, <laughs> um, that is as, yeah. but James Cameron, you know, has been bashing this superhero genre like everyone else um, in the past few years. It's a fun fact that uh, James Cameron has had three of his ribs removed uh, so that he can have the ability to more easily suck his own dick. 
John, please enlighten our uh, listeners to why you hate James Cameron with a fiery passion. Because I always found this hate irrational. I think it is a little. I think it is irrational, personally. So, Um, but please explain yourself. Because he's such a dickhead, a narcissistic, (laughs) freaking full of himself, arrogant asshole. Yes, he's made some great movies. I loved Aliens. I haven't seen Terminator 2, but that shit looks fantastic. But those came out in the 80s and 90s. The last movie of any of any substance that he's made was was in the 80s and 90s because then he made Avatar, which was literally... Titanic Titanic was 97. Sorry, sorry. That's 90s. Yeah. No, you said 80s, though. You said 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. Continue, continue. And well, he's still walking around like he's hot shit. Okay. It's been 12 <laughs> years since he released, released his last movie, and he's been talking shit on, like, every release. It's like, yes, Wonder Woman is good, but have you? what about Sarah Connor? Huh? Sarah Connor was great. What about Nahiri from Avatar? Huh? She was great. You guys all out here talking about these Wonder Womans. I'm out here making amazing female characters 30 years ago. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Shut up, James! Shut the hell up! Beautiful. Look, look, look. There's a lot more things to be pissed off in this world. Oh, seriously, rather than James Cameron. The discontent you have for James Cameron makes absolutely no sense to me. Especially because James Cameron's made some of the greatest movies of all time, including one of the greatest sequels ever made um, in Terminator 2: Judgment Day. So I'm going to give him the, the benefit of the doubt with this movie. Um, hopefully I'll like it more than the first one because like I said first one for me felt like a tech demo with a mediocre plot but then again I did not watch it in theaters I'm, I'm one of the sure. few people who did not watch this movie in theaters yeah. back in 2009 for we whatever all didn't reason watch. I don't think we no, did any of us watch no we no. didn't None and it's weird because we've gone to so many movies I in our you. life and we didn't watch the greatest uh, movie uh, the uh, highest uh, grossing uh, movie of all time in theaters I misspoke the <laughs> highest <laughs> grossing movie of all time in theaters no this ain't even close to the greatest movie of all time man are you kidding I bet you two hours of this movie will be dedicated to showing uh, Sam Worthington doing his sickest breaststroke underwater. Stop. <sighs> there will probably be extended slow-mo underwater swimming scenes. You'll be like, look yeah. at this. Look at this anatomy. Look at this coral. Forget the fact look. that I'm simply copying the plot of Pocahontas 2, A New World. <laughs> look, what I will say about James Cameron is he's, he's making a, he's what he's... an he asshole. Wa- he's, no, he's, he's not an asshole. <laughs> well, he probably he is an asshole. I've, I've seen stories about him on set, so he is an asshole. But what I will say and give him credit for, he's been trying to develop this thing since the '90s. Then he made Titanic, got like the studio backing finally, and then developed the tech for like ten more years, and then released a freaking first movie that ended up becoming the highest-grossing movie of all time as an original IP. I gotta give him credit for that. Like James Cameron knows what he's doing as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and. He's decided to dedicate the rest of his filmmaking career to make Avatar sequels. I personally am bummed out because that means we're not going to get any more original James Cameron shit for the rest of his life. No more Terminators, no more Titanic, no more True Lies type stuff. Um, But, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe he'll advance the tech and we'll get better blockbusters out of the tech he does develop in New Zealand the next 
10 years. Is this I, man developing the tech himself? Yes, he is. That's, using, like, no, he's been working with... Labor to so he's basically working with Weta in uh, New Zealand, and they've yeah, been developing tech No, the special thing. effects are that, incredible. Oh, wait, no. I'm not going to act like they aren't great, but, like, come on, dude. And look, as a world builder myself, okay, I'll give him credit. Don't look at me like that just because I haven't released the book yet. <laughs> That's a world building. He hasn't finished the book. Shut up! <laughs> I have outlined five of them, all right? I'm pulling a James Cameron myself, all we'll right? See. You're going to get them in 30 years. They're <laughs> <laughs> actually published. Okay, continue. Okay. Okay, I appreciate that, all right? But I do not appreciate him bumping his own chest like a silverback gorilla because he's done this. Like, as if he's the first person to do this. What about J.R.L. Tolkien, huh? Hmm? He developed an entire world. You don't see that. You didn't see that MF going around like, yes, I'm the creator of Lord of the Rings. Jonathan, Jonathan, he made up a language called Elvish and stuck it in the book. Yes. How is that not arrogant at all? How is that arrogant? <laughs> you make up where? You make up a language. Where are you gonna put it? If you make up a language, where the hell are you gonna put it? It's a little pretentious, though. That is a little pretentious. How is that pretentious? Are you kidding me? Making J.R.R. Tolkien made one of the greatest stories ever told in fantasy. Uh, hell, the greatest story ever told in fantasy. But come on. He didn't have to do some of that shit. He didn't have to make And that makes him pretentious? That, doesn't, okay, that makes him hardworking. Hard is what hard that makes working, him. Hardworking, he could have done something else, right? Dude. Yes, but he gave us one of the... Developing a language that is unused. You know what? That is not you. It's dead. It was dead when it was released. Are you kidding me? A language that's dead when it's released is... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's We're not talking about... I don't give a shit about stillborn languages, okay? We're talking about... <laughs> Just say, okay, guys. To close off this segment, as I've thought about Avatar Blues, a couple questions come to mind. Should people who are vulnerable to depression see a movie that has contributed to depression in others? How what is it? How has it contributed to What is it about our lives that makes Pandora a completely unattainable world so appealing? Life is very hard, very complicated. I know that at times I've used movies as a means of escape but even when i tried to escape i've left the theater sad and scared and motivated and inspired the power of art to make us think is undeniable but this situation feels different what avatar presents a completely <laughs> different world whereas the other films i've mentioned present one side interpretation <laughs> possibility or aspect of our world i've never seen star wars this mf has never seen star trek <laughs> okay you know i'm trying who to is this psychology today who wrote this okay, stop. Yeah, elena permac sandler stop, stop. you true. are being doxxed <laughs> No, no, stop. Look, 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 look. This article, that article's from 13 years yeah, ago. And okay, and I want to add the disclaimer. I have not read what JQ read. As yeah. the psychologist that's on the panel right now who has studied, like, psychology. Like now, I am not, I have, did not study this type of psychology, so I'm not going to be practicing that type of psychology. But I do want to disclose that I have no idea of what is purported in that article is true. I don't and think I don't want is. you taking advice <laughs> <laughs> from Elaine without vetting your own source and looking it up. Exactly. Um, do not take what was read here um, at she face a, value. She has an MPH. Good for her. What is, that even, what is an MPH? I don't, know. I don't know what that is. That's it's a like... master's in public health, right? I think, okay. Okay, <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to another topic because this got derailed by Jonathan. Oh. Jesus. Jesus, it's, it's miles per hour. Stop! Stop. <laughs> All right, next topic. <laughs> Um, the next film in the Fast and Furious franchise has begun Vamos! filming. Vamos! Let's go! Fast 10 your seatbelt! <laughs> <laughs> yes, baby! 
did not call it at that time. They, better. they did not call it that. That's Instead, they called it Fast X, baby. Fast. Stop! Stop! Are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? Fast X, like Fast 10. Fast okay, X. well, let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. call it Fast Extreme, okay? So, now, it's another X movie with, now, uh, with Vin Diesel. Remember Triple X? Triple X? Yeah, he's Riddick X? Dark Side Pitch Black X? <laughs> okay, anyway, continue. Now, X-Men? The ca- is there a trailer for this? There is not a trailer because okay. they literally just started oh, filming, so Jacob. Just, they, okay, so this um, is announced. So. It is announced. Yeah, and I'm excited to see where director James Wan takes this next. Um, Justin Lin. Justin Lin <laughs> takes this next. Wow, Jonathan. What? Confusing the Asian directors. For shame. That's for shame. For shame, for man. For shame, man. James Wan. For sure. Okay, and they announced the cast. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel's coming back. Um, Let's go! Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges. What about the rap? Uh, Jordana Brewster, <laughs> Natalie Emmanuel, um, Sean K- Kang, because Khan is alive somehow. Wait, who is? Khan is alive after oh, a while. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. Let's go. He didn't die in Tokyo Drift. He, that was that was that was just a. When did he, know, wait, he died in. Mannequin. He technically died in Fast Six, right? I think. And he came back in Fast Nine, right? Yeah. Did he die in Seven, Eight, eight, eight Nine, Three six. movies, like Jesus. Everything in this franchise has a purpose. Stop. He's the Jesus. He rose again. Oh he rose again in three movies. Oh my god. And, and but the Fast and Furious timeline's so confusing because three. After it was made, they made a bunch of prequels so they could have Han in the movies and then stuck three in the timeline yeah, no, at the Ruben, end of it. Ruben, which is weird because no three sense. has like really 2000 shit in now it. I understand, now I understand why Michelle Rodriguez Magdalene walked up to <laughs> the tomb and it was empty except for a faint trace, a faint trace of nitrous. <laughs> All right, and then Scott Eastwood's back. Michael Rooker is back. Stop. Uh, Charlie. Wait, Starone. Michael Rooker? Yeah, he he played a small role in the last what? one. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I oh they killed off uh, Kurt Russell off screen no! in the last one. Off too. screen? Yeah. No! Did they even explain how he died? Well, luckily, he's a planet, so. <laughs> okay, um, Cardi B had a role. She's in Whoa, this movie. Are you serious? Uh, but then here's the new uh, cast. Jason Momoa has been cast no. as the villain. Why? Uh, Danielle Morricor, uh, Ratcatcher 2, is, John is in this. No, is she's, no he's not. Uh, Brie Larson is in this. Uh, Alan Richton. Uh, the guy who plays uh, Jack Reacher on TV. No, no, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the uh, Amazon Prime yeah, show. Yeah, Amazon Prime show, the big muscular uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Then Rita Moreno was cast as effing Dom's grandmother, because why the hell not? Wow. Um, but the big story with this thing is, and what we're going to focus on, is the director uh, since, I think, four or three. Yes, James Wan. Stop. James Wan directed seven. That's what you're thinking. Um, so this guy directed three, four, five, six, eight, seven, and nine. nine. Yes, yes, James uh, Wan. Justin Lin is the guy's name. Okay, easy to confuse. Um, and, you know, he obviously they brought this director back who's been with the franchise for so long, yes, exactly. you know, to wrap it up because this is purportedly going to wrap up the he, Fast and he Furious. Brought it, he brought it up from the ashes like the Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? Yes. This, 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 this franchise is is, is 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 elevated everything. This is this is literally one of the best franchises in Hollywood right now. Are we are, do do we not agree? Do we yes. not agree? Thank you. 
Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, fantastic. yes. Fantastic. Vin Diesel, good work, good work, man. Dude, yeah, yeah, treating the Dominicans like crap when you visit their country, right? Closing up the streets so you can bike ride with your kid. That's great, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Did he actually yeah, do that? I used to it. I want to ride with my kid. We're going to ride up the Legacy. Legacy. One last round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just saying it's wrapping it up. How many wrap-ups has there ever been? The well, now this is a two-part finale, apparently. What? Oh, yeah. Stop. Ten bucks, it's a three-part. They're like, they're halfway through the second part, Ben's going to be like, you know what? Let's Peter Jackson this shit. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this to be over. Why don't we do one, one more. more part? One more part. All right. One more. And then whoever the re- oh we haven't gotten into that part yet. <laughs> so yeah, Justin Lin had been the director for all of them except three, seven. Sorry, every single Fast and Furious film except seven and eight. With sorry, the, eight. The first three as well. Eight. No, so no, he directed. Bad. Sorry, Tokyo Drift, uh, Fast and Furious, which was the fourth one. Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six. Then he left for two of them, came back for F Nine. So he's done five of these films. Um, he was going to direct the two-part finale, um, but he left uh, for creative differences. Which, with, the creative differences, because the last movie, they went to space. They literally went to space. <laughs> yeah, so you well, don't wonder. You don't wonder. What are Did they, they add the multiverse to the Fast and Furious franchise? Who are, are you? Gonna, <laughs> is Vin Diesel going to meet another version of himself? <laughs> gonna be, <laughs> Who are you? I'm you from another timeline like, <laughs> where I'm not bald. What? Oh my! You know, God. you say that, but um, on, I want to give this. Ad- oh, you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna, gonna add happen? Add the into the show. No, I know. No, it could happen. <laughs> I want to give this actor a shout out because he actually was the best part of the ninth film. Uh, the person who played the do- young Dominic Toretto. Uh, oh yeah, Vinny Bennett because he did. He actually did a really good job with the material he was given. Um, he actually was more believable as Dom than Vin Diesel in this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Vin Diesel does not give a shit. Like, this is why The Rock left. Because Vin Diesel is an unprofessional asshole who will show up late on set, uh, not memorize his lines. I'm citing a Hollywood Reporter article that. What lines? Talking about why Vin Diesel and Justin <laughs> Lin had a falling out and why Justin Lin left. Thank God. Um, and, and, and no <laughs> one. Can, the only lines he has to memorize. Oh, the only lines he has to memorize is Ride or Die. Ride or Die. And no one can. Oh, God, friends. <laughs> it's about family. I mean. <laughs> and no one can tell Vin Diesel what to do because he's the lead producer That's on these stupid. things. So he gets to That's just act like a child on the, set. That's what the rock left. Close down Dominican streets. Ride with his child. Ride with his child. Not many oh. people know this. He killed the Dominican when he Stop! Was there. That is true. <laughs> yeah, um, April, actual, just to give you guys true. more context, on April 30th, 23rd, uh, they had a major disagreement, uh, Vin Diesel and Justin Lin. Uh, there was a four-person meeting. Um, it had begun, and Diesel had notes about the script that Justin Lin had written. Um, it ended with slam doors. Um, Justin had enough, stood up and said, this movie is not worth my mental health, and left the room. Damn, bro! If you're having mental health issues from this movie, yeah, no, you know what Vin said. You know what? No, no, you know what? You're saying multiverse. You know what I'm thinking what it is. Lit. I realize that in all ten movies, not once have I stuck my dick in a car. 
I'm thinking <laughs> five minute sex scene with my with my Dodge Charger. Exhaust pipe and me, you know, Justin. Come on, let's give the fans what they want. Oh Justin. my god, let's give them what they want. Justin, Justin was like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. So, who's directing this movie now? Is it gonna be Vin Diesel? No, no, they brought in, um, they brought in a French director. Oh, no, Louis Le, uh, Lepierre. Um, they're, they're tricking him. This is to get him in jail. He has directed uh, such films as The First Transporter with Jason Statham. Okay. Um, the, the second one as well. Yeah, then he directed okay. Clash of Titans. Okay. Now You See Me and his, uh, oh, his bigger credit. Is the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton? What? They got the same guy. guy who directed that directed Now You See Me. I can't believe that. And he and he casted <laughs> Mark Ruffalo instead of Edward Norton. That's as the lead <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Volumes. That speaks volumes. <laughs> Check yourself, Edward. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, Edward. You're toxic. <laughs> Let, let's be real. Am I expecting a good movie here even before Justin Lin left? Yes. Absolutely not. Yes. Especially, <laughs> especially now that we have this Dodge Charger sex scene. I'm pumped. Stop. I'm, I'm putting tissues with me. <laughs> For one reason. Because so, I'll be crying. Okay, okay. God damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so my, the move. Okay, and last thing I will say about this movie: the budget for Fast X is three hundred million dollars, which is it's a it, it joins a five way tie for the most expensive film ever made. Is that there with At World's End? Uh, has, has At World's End already been? I can done? tell it's you. They're gonna make that money back. They're gonna lose so much. They're gonna lose so much money on this film. Vin Diesel's gonna, gonna be, be like sixty million opening weekend. Vin Diesel's gonna be doing the general ad shack after this. Yeah. <laughs> For a great little rate, you could get, get all that. Go, go to the general ad. Live. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the commercial with Liberty Mutual. Yeah, like that. that's the I remember I actually brought some notes for this. Guy. <laughs> Can you hold it up for me? I noticed we got a, I noticed we got a Dodge Charger. <laughs> this franchise is. Let's just talk in, this, in general. This franchise itself is wild. We started with a Point Break ripoff. They were stealing VCRs. They were stealing VCRs. <laughs> they ended up in space with duct tape space suits. Duct tape I'm the only one here who saw the actual movie. Oh, yes, yeah, duct- no, we've been avoiding it. Yeah, we have. Then yeah, they I use they use Nas. I haven't watched the last two. I'm sorry. They <laughs> use Nas in space, Jacob. <laughs> oh that. yeah, let's go. How's that? How's that even work? I mean, that's just like every other like. I you bet know? you. I be, no, no. And now I know for sure. Engine. Now I know for sure what Vin brought in for Justin. What, what happened was like, Justin, we went to space last time. All right, we went to space. <laughs> Have you heard of the hit game Among Us? Justin. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe you watched the Magic School Bus and he was like, Hey, Justin, what, what if we, uh, where we shrink go? our car and what throw it to someone? <laughs> where we go with the Arnold's and Tesla? <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> Look, what they need to really do, revitalize the franchise. You bring in Owen Wilson's Lightning McQueen in. Stop. I'm multiverse. Stop. Multiverse, you can do that. You can do that. Multiverse, you can do that. I'm telling you. Bring, the, bring in the, Speed the, Racer. The, the, the day that Fast and Furious dies is what they say. 
you telling me there's a multiverse, Ludacris? You know, it'll end. You know, no, the nail in the coffin will be a portal opens up, and Vince just like, Brian. <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> God. You, you look different, Brian. Man, we <laughs> you know what I hate about this shit? Is that I get 100% see this happen. <laughs> You um, look different, bro. You look like Paul Walker's brother. What is it? Uh, <laughs> I'm from a different universe. It's like with Don Omar. Don Omar finally wants uh, to get into uh, movies. Oh, right, anyway, let's, 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 uh, let's get move on. Right, let's let's move on. I think we've, uh, we've stuck our state. Our welcome. Okay, Jesus. next, uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> the <laughs> Wicked movie. Um, the next movie musical that's on the horizon. Um, and, you know, this has Ariana Grande as uh, Glinda and Cynthia Irvio. I butchered that. You butchered that name. Cynthia Irvio uh, as Elphaba. Um, it is a prequel to The Wizard of Oz, uh, in case you didn't, haven't seen Wicked. It's about uh, the two witches that are in that story and basically what their lives were like beforehand. It's a really good deconstruction of the moral grayness, I guess, that exists within... It's Maleficent done right, basically. Yes! It is what Maleficent wanted to be. A a clever deconstruction of the villain. Nobody wanted Maleficent in the first place, you know what I mean? Like, that's the the thing. It's like, this is actually... (laughs) Now, the director... um, that was announced a couple months ago is John M. Chu, who directed one of our favorite movies of last year, In the Heights. He's doing another movie. Hey, that's dope. Um, but they announced something pretty weird that hasn't been done with a movie musical yet. And that shouldn't be done with a movie musical. They are splitting Wicked into two films. Um, they're releasing the first one uh, December 2024, second one December 2025. Um thoughts on them splitting Wicked into two films. I'll start with you, JQ. It's stupid. Okay. Why, why is it stupid? Why, why split it into two yeah, films? Exactly. It's, like, why, it's like, what, like a two-hour, 50-minute... Two-hour, 40 minutes, maybe? Two-hour, 40-minute musical. better have every song. Why would you split yeah. it into two... No, cut out Sentimental Man. You, you you don't need Sentimental Man in there. Even when you're splitting into two parts, you can Are take you that out. Me? You can take that out. Okay. You can take that out. You can take that out. No, but I'm saying, like, why even, why even do this? Because it's two acts. It's so dumb. It's two acts of a whole story. <laughs> but each one of those acts, for, for this musical, I feel like each one of those acts could stand on its own. You can make two 90-minute movies. I mean, yeah. But, like, why? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's such a cash grab. It yeah, is a cash but... grab. I'm not denying that. But I still think it could be done right. It can't Plus, be done right. I told Jonathan this. I think if they do it right, it could be like the, the cut to credits in part one yeah. after Defying Gravity could be like a showstopper, like, bring yeah. the house down moment. You walk out of the theater feeling hype as hell. You know what I want them to do? Right. Uh, instead of uh, rolling... Well, no! <laughs> <laughs> that would be so stupid! 
<laughs> Cut to black out the sentimental man. It's like ending Aven- Avengers Endgame after Iron Man gets decked by Thanos. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no, I wasn't even like that song. No, I don't even remember that song quite Exactly. Honestly. It's forgettable. It's not even that it's bad. It's just forgettable. Stop playing with that balloon. Anyway. Well, been anyway, so, no, yeah. well, let me finish my Yeah, thing. you finish your song. I want, instead of rolling credits at the end of the first movie, I just want them to put intermission and just wait to see how long it takes for people to realize that the movie is over. But they should have just done an intermission. That's a good point. What if they just like did an intermission and for like ten minutes? Yeah, throw back to old movie music. They should have done. They should have done that. Throw back to old movies in general. I feel like intermissions would be nice. I mean, I feel like with the Batman movie that was three hours, people might have liked it more if they had an intermission in there. I think think some people got. I would have enjoyed it more if I had time to go out, take a shit, and get more popcorn because it was so boring. I was kind. I don't want to. My my, my least favorite part of the Batman is that when he said, I am vengeance, he didn't crack a joke immediately afterwards. What do you mean? He could have been like, I am vengeance. Man, that that sounded a lot better in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes, he quips! He quips, man! Look, look. Jonathan is just pouting, uh, parroting what he's heard online against the people complaining about this movie, correct? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. It, It... but back to the point. Uh, back to Wicked. Um, the Broadway musical is probably one of the better ones that I've seen, yeah. I think, of the ones I've seen in person. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Visually, I think you could do a lot of unique things on screen with Wicked. Yeah. And, like, seeing how In the Heights was indirected. Was indirected. <laughs> was indirected. Seeing how In the Heights was directed, it honestly, gives me a lot of hope for what these movies will look like. And, you know, maybe it's not a cash grab decision. Oh, Maybe we haven't entered late state capitalism. Oh, we're we're there, buddy. I mean, <laughs> that's a whole different podcast than what this is. That's economic quintessentials with Q, which will be coming out. Stop, stop. June twenty fifth of this not, year. No, no. no. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, It'll be coming out April first of next year. You know what? Okay. You know what? April spoiled it! April 1st already happened this year, buddy. Of next year, you said. Of next year. Of oh, next year. You uh, are an idiot. April Fools! <laughs> <laughs> next up! Um, Can we go back? We, we are going to talk about. He's on the floor, Ruben. He's dying. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We're going to talk about. Uh, Another movie that makes me question my own sanity. Um, <laughs> Chris Pratt's Garfield, baby. Are you serious? <laughs> no, he's playing. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, well, so, I, I should have built to that. <laughs> the direct, the director of this movie is uh, one of Jonathan's favorites, uh, Mark Dindle, uh, who directed Emperor's New Groove, yes, but he then also directed uh, Chicken Little. Um, wow. Two classics. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, fun fact, fun fact. I I, I cried uh, to Chicken Little. Yeah, I, I you were screaming and crying. And yeah, you were a baby. <laughs> Jacob was so moved by Chicken Little that he started weeping at six months. <laughs> six months old. Wow. What you a surprise. made a baby cry. That's insane. That's great. That's you crazy. should feel proud of yourself. Good job. Bindu, or should Bindu. I call you... Uh, <laughs> Okay, um so it was it's being made by Alcon Entertainment. Okay. 
um, as their first ever venture into animated uh, films. What? Chris Pratt was cast as Garfield. Yep. Yay. Great casting. Great casting. That's actually a better casting than him as Mario, though. Seriously. I want to hear him as Mario before I pass judgment. Uh, I think what? he could do a... You think he's going to do a good Mario? Look, we never talked hey, about this. It's a me, a Mario. Mario is my name. I like lasagna Look. and spaghetti. You know what? Let's, and let's pizza. go. You know, I jump on the goombas. <laughs> let's actually explore this uh, detraction. We we've oh. never talked about Illuminations Mario on this podcast. How have we not? never talked How about that? Not? How have we not? So basically, what my takeaway of this Mario movie was such a big announcement. The cast. No, we talked about the casting. I think we did talk about. I swear to God, we talked about the casting. I don't think we did. Think did we, we did. not? I think we did. Anyway, um, <laughs> if this is a repeat, apologize, apologies to the audience. But basically, um, I've been saying this is basically Illumination Nintendo trying to make their own version of the Lego movie. Um, basically, because they cast Chris Pratt as the lead, right, and then they cast. Um, Two guys who directed Teen Titans Go, or the creators of Teen Titans Go, are the two directors of this movie. And then the screenplay is written by someone who helped out with the sequel to the Lego movie. So the Lego movie, too. So I'm just like, they just wanted yeah. to... And then you hear the cast. It's Chris Pratt's Mario, obviously Emmett in the Lego yeah. movie. But then you got Anna Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Charlie Day as Luigi. Who was the spaceman in the Lego movie. In, this, in the Lego movie. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. And we definitely talked about this. We did not. I almost remember making a Keegan-Michael Key Toad joke. What was your Keegan-Michael Key Toad joke? I don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like we did talk about this. But yeah, but like, continue, continue, continue. But no, I think the point is that we can talk about celebrity casting. Yeah. Does it work? Because what we're leading up to here with the Garfield movie, Jacob, do you know who they casted as Garfield's father? They casted a father for Garfield. They made an yeah. OC for Garfield. Yeah. His father's never been in the comics. Jerome Cat. That's no, 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 no. That's no. his name, yes. No, it's, yes, no, no. it's Vic. It's Vic. Vic. That's almost worse. Jacob, who's playing Garfield's Who, father? Jacob, you are know. now, Jacob, you have been selected. Come on down. You have been selected for celebrity casting. Who has been casted as Vic Garfield? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones? No. No. Think more melanated. Melanated. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Shush. My phone went off. The I'm guy, sorry. What was that guy from Community? Was it Keith David? No. I oh. wish. Uh, that would have been cool. That would have been funny. Uh, um, but you're, get, you're, you're heading in the right direction, though. I tell you that. He's way. in a lot of movies. Wait, 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 wait. Was he in the Batman movie? No. no. Okay, it wasn't. It's not. He's been in Marvel movie, but that's not even. Narrowing it down at this point. Yeah. On Cheadle? <laughs> no. no. I wish. <laughs> you're All right, these are part. better casting. Yeah, okay, wait, wait. Oh, dang. Um, you're in the right ballpark. Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. No. He's not in Marvel. Yeah, he is. Who does he play? He's in Black Panther. The Black Panther stripped away. I forgot. That's my yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Baku, the guy that plays in Baku. No, not Winston Duke. Not Winston Duke. You want me to just tell you? No, don't, don't tell him. No, don't tell him. You have three more. Tell me, tell me which movie. He was in the first Avengers. Okay. Which uh, we will talk about later in the podcast. Plug. Just pluggy. Oh, Samuel Jackson. Yes. Yep. Oh Samuel Jackson plays Chris Pratt's <laughs> father. <the> heck? <laughs> I guess yeah, we could have a larger conversation about celebrity castings in uh in these types Garfield, of movies. What's in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Lasagna, and then the laugh track goes. 
they, who they cast for John Arbuckle? They haven't cast John Arbuckle yet. Is he not going to be in the movie? He is going to be in the movie. Just uh, cast it's yet. actually a gender swap. It's Joan Arbuckle, so that they can... Uh, <laughs> Joan of Arc? Yeah, they can, meet, <laughs> they can meet the diversity quota. There's already Liz the Veterinarian. Oh, no, 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 no. She's Lizzo the Veterinarian now. Guess who they got to play Lizzo? No, Beyonce. <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. Stop. Oh, <laughs> oh, I guess, I don't know. Let's first talk about... What, what, what is there to talk about for this? I mean, I there's there isn't really much. much. There's not really much. You just wanted to say Sam L. Jackson is playing Garfield's father. And yeah, now you're trying so to excited. I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> to see uh, Samuel Jackson play Vic, the, the original character. <laughs> the original character. This sounds like a freaking like Sonic Forces like, type thing. You know what I mean? Where, like, you, you think, think they'll put a... Random you, characters and insert them into any IP. You think they'll put a H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft's cat in this movie? Oh, no. Stop. <laughs> Stop. My fellow listeners. Stop. No, no you do not know what H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> named his cat. Look it up now. No, Pause it's, it. It's bad. Pause it and look it up. It is bad. I'm going to give you a moment of silence so that you can scream. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what did he name the cat? Joel, we can say it on the podcast. Why don't you look it up after the podcast? After the podcast. After, after the podcast. Let's move to the next topic. Let's move to the next No, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. No. We're moving okay, to the okay, next okay, section. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Give your quick thoughts on Samuel Jackson as Celebrity Garfield. casting has gone too far. And this idea of OCs like this. I'm sure Jim Davis has killed himself and is now rolling in his grave. So You're mean. Yes, I know. <laughs> Dang, that is very Jacob. Okay. You have any thoughts? No, no thoughts. Bro. What the actual? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this man was a racist. It was a black cat. <laughs> it was a black cat. Oh, but I like Cthulhu. <laughs> okay, that man okay. was xenophobic as hell. Why do you think he made Cthulhu? <laughs> all right, all right. Oh shit! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's move on to the uh, next topic of discussion. And we're going to talk about the uh, new Marvel shows coming out, all right? And and also the movie. I'm the host here, uh, though. I, I, I'm going to transition here because you got distracted which, with H.P. Lovecraft's freaking cat. The cat name, all right? That, that was you. It's N-word, man. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Ruben! Uh, come on! The, I want it to be left to the imagination! Cut that out. We're cutting okay. that out. We're Okay, here's okay. one. Here's... Mm, what is, well, I, I want to wait, hear your thoughts. Just, I want to hear the thoughts. No, no, wait, no, 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 I'm glad I mean, that everyone agrees with me because my first yeah. thought seeing that trailer was that is just Cameron Diaz. Hey, why, why is everyone so horny for? You see all those dudes like yeah, literally like like ow, ow, yeah, like there was, she was carrying a dude at the end of the trailer. Yeah, and, like her, her, he could step on me. <laughs> okay, Ruben, your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I'm just angry. Ruben, I'm just angry because you've never seen Hulk Goosey in your life. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off right here. I'm gonna cut you off right now. All right, I'm gonna tell Dad to cut you from the wheel. All right, <laughs> <laughs> have a girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then okay. she'll have to support you. Then. Love you, Rachel. <laughs> All right, Ruben, what are your thoughts on the She-Hulk trailer? The She-Hulk trailer. 
to give my honest thoughts, uh, not just uh, humorous uh, retorts. Um, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it looks that good, personally. The VFX look terrible. Yeah. Um, I think Marvel's stretching themselves through thin in that sense because they have freaking nine projects a year that need visual effects. That's and crazy. to the point, they all look kind of mediocre now. There's not, like... The standards gone down just because they're overworking these CGI artists, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, besides that point, I also think the jokes did not land for the most part. Yeah, in the trailers, the it jokes just look, looks. I don't know. They didn't look very. Yeah, good it doesn't. Yeah. It, I don't Seriously. know. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this one. I will probably I still watch it because like I'm curious. Of She-Hulk. I mean, like what you, what Jonathan was saying, it literally looks like, like almost like a Fiona type character. Like, it I don't looks know. like Shrek. Like they should have. There's no uncanny. The uncanny valley there is really high, uh, and I think yeah. it's just because it's literally her face on a CGI model. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Tatiana's it's, face it's, on a CGI it's, model. It's weird. It's very weird. I think. I think they should try doing something different or like experimenting with like the look, but I guess they just decided to stay with that. You know, yeah. stick with uh, uh, sticking the actress's face on yeah. a CGI Which is model. just depressing because you look at old Marvel projects like First Avenger or even the original Iron Man, and there was so much dedication to each little moment of CGI in both of those movies. And now, like Ruben said, there's so many things coming out at the same time. We have Miss Marvel coming out uh, June 8th. June 8th. Have yeah, we gotten a trailer for that? No, we, we have, yeah. Have we? Yeah, I haven't watched it. I, I don't I've think I've watched it. I think it looks show. decent, personally. Yeah, yeah. milking the hell out of the superhero genre. Yeah, we have that. We have She-Hulk in, in yeah. July. No, She-Hulk in, in August. August. July, July 4th, 4th coming out. Which, both of those trailers came Thor out. Thor looks, looks really great. Thor and looks that's great. the next topic. I'm yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, I really enjoyed both of those trailers, and I, I, I do have high hopes for this movie. I think that, like, I don't Oscar think... Oscar-winning screenwriter Taika Waititi. I trust yeah, him at this I trust time. him. And Gore the God Killer by Christian Bale. Like, Christian Bale is one of the best oh, actors working ever. Yeah, ever, honestly. Ever, Ever, potentially. Yeah. Probably top 20 yeah. actors ever. Yeah, a so phenomenal good. actor. So, so I know he's going to... Even if it's a mediocre script, he's going to give it his all. Oh, for like, sure. obviously. Um, like, I, I really love Chris Hemsworth's uh, turn as Thor. Uh, these last, what, 10, 11 years at this point? And I'm in the minority opinion because I've seen a lot of backlash towards uh, what they're doing in this movie because a lot of people didn't like, I guess, the Jane stuff, Mighty Thor. Yeah. I personally am looking forward to it because Natalie Portman really was never given enough to do in those first two movies. Yeah. And she is so goddamn talented that yeah. she actually deserves to actually have a shot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it here because I feel like it's going to be a big reveal in the movie, but if you know the Mighty Thor backstory that's some really chewy yeah uh, uh material I yeah guess, there's, a lot, there's, there's a, a lot there's a lot of good yeah, stuff yeah there's a lot yeah. of good stuff there. Um, i think the thing is that marvel um i, I think they're gonna release some good projects here mm -hmm. and there like thor guardians 3 because i trust james Gunn. oh james Gunn. Oh, like oh, that's gonna be phenomenal i'm just crossing my fingers for one thing in this thor movie a beta ray build cameo <laughs> that <laughs> would be dope I just there see, might be i want to see a cameo of this moose Thor. It's a horse, I think. He's a horse-looking thing. It's kind of a horse. It's like a horse alien. Yeah, horse like moose hybrid. Or, yeah, exactly. But I just want to see that in the movie. And Russell Crowe finally got dragged into one of these superhero movies playing a drunken Zeus. Is that, oh, is he playing Zeus? Yeah, that's oh, what that dead. is. he's dead. Oh, he's straight oh, up yeah, he's, oh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta kill some people to build up the threat of uh, yeah. gore. I guess they could now do Hercules in Marvel. I guess, oh, that's probably the post-credit scene for this movie, it. isn't it? Yeah. yeah they, I they, wonder who they cast they for that. They on a tank, and they're like, what are you going to call him, Hera? I think I'll call him Hercules. 
That was a Guardians 2 reference. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know they literally added Greek mythology to, like, Marvel. Yeah. Like, comics. Yeah. Yeah, no, Hercules was part of the Avengers. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, a yeah. character named Hercules kind of like gonna, I think they're going to drag in the Egyptian goddess Bast into this, too, because mm. she's no, the Black is, Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think there, there's been, like, images of, like, the symbol on set. I wonder how many gods actually die in this thing. Yeah. I wonder... The one concern I have for Thor, I guess, is if the tones are going to clash too much. Because it feels like it's still going to have the humor from Ragnarok that Taika had. Yeah. But then it feels like Christian Bale is going to be, like, serious the entire time. Yeah. You know? And I wonder if those two things are going to... I mean, Flash I know Taika, Taika, like, He's gonna maybe maybe it's fun. not, uh, like, yeah. you ha- you don't see that balance struck as well in, in Ragnarok, yeah. but have you seen, like, his later work, like, <laughs> so Joker? About no, but have you seen, scene at the yeah, end. but have you seen, like, they Joe, blow up Asgard? Yeah, but, like, if you watch Jojo Rabbit, yeah. like, no, yeah, he's, I he's, think, he's, like, he's really found good. that balance yeah. of, like, humor and, like, gra- like, gravity, and I think that he's gonna deliver, like, another, like, Sam. at least decent Marvel movie. And the cinematography in this thing looks insanely good. Yeah. Like, for a Marvel movie, it looks pretty good. Yes. I mean, yeah, they've been doing well recently with that department. Um, we'll talk about Doctor Strange later in the podcast, but that was another case where the cinematography and, like, the shot composition looked really good, and I feel yeah. like they're improving that. Again, my concerns are stretching themselves too thin. Um, another thing they announced Marvel-wise that we're going to talk about briefly, uh, Daredevil is coming back. God, would you shush? Uh, <laughs> sorry, my phone keeps going off. No, you're fine. Uh, so Daredevil's coming back. Um, I forgot who the writers are, but their biggest credit is uh, Deck the Halls oh, and then yeah. Confidential. Look at those. I, I, I forgot. I definitely do not. Um, but I Daredevil. Watched the original show. Yet. Daredevil. Um, it, yeah, it's you been, gotta watch that. It's, they've kind of been alluding to Daredevil coming back for a while. Uh, Charlie Cox was in No Way Home in the brief scene. Uh, Wilson Fisk, as played by Vincent D'Onofrio on the TV show, came back Hawkeye. Uh, for Hawkeye as the bigger, Spoilers the big bad. Yeah, waste, kind of wasted. Yeah. Uh, like, he had a great presence at the end, but really, stop trying to give us these shock villains. Yeah. Like, introduce yeah. them from the get-go, for God's sake. Please, please. Oh, 100%. Yeah, um, I think they could have definitely developed this character more. Feige, Feige, listen. Ditch the formula for once, man. Come on. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think my main concern with Daredevil is that, like, it's just, it's going to fall deeper into the Marvel formula and isn't yeah. going to be as great as, like, the Netflix adaptation yeah, of it. I good. don't think, already I know it's not going to be as good, but I'm hoping they at least it swing for the fence. Yeah, they brought in, the two writers they brought in are Matt Corman yeah, and Chris Ord. So none of the original people who worked on the first three that seasons sucks. of the show, yeah. um, they did Deck the Halls and then uh, Covert Affairs, sorry, is the name of the show that okay. they're most known for. Um, they've done three other shows more recently, but each of those only lasted a season. I think one was a limited series and then two were canceled. Um, they're called The Enemy Within for NBC, uh, The Brave also for NBC, and then a CW show called Containment. Um I don't know. I am skeptical of these guys, but at the same time, as people have pointed out, the showrunner for Daredevil Season 3 hadn't done much uh, before he did his season of that show. I mean, I guess. So, I mean, we'll but, see. But the concerning part is, I, it feels like it's just copy-paste with Marvel right now. Yeah. Um, on, especially TV. I, I don't think they've get, grasped the TV formula um, Not yet. enough. Yeah. Um, it's their so. first time delving into TV, so I guess... 
I'd give them a little bit of a chance before throwing it all away, I guess, because Phase 1, some of those movies were a little rough um, yeah. between um, Iron Man 2 and Avengers 1, yeah. the movies that came out there. Um, Thor 1, Captain America, I know some people didn't like it. I personally thought it still did enough well. I just think they didn't you know, explore enough with him in that movie. They yeah. kind of condensed it way too much. Um, but... Besides the point, what I feel the issue is with the Marvel TV shows right now, and maybe you guys feel similarly, um, is that they are writing like a movie type story for these and then chopping them up into six episodes. Mm -hmm. So you have the same amount of story, same type of story, but you have a lot of filler here just trying to pad out these episode runtime yeah. so you actually get to the ending. Yeah. So there's still like a three act structure here, but there's so much in there that it really feels like a bogged down four-hour movie yeah um, when yeah. it's put all together yeah. uh loki was the most successful at feeling like a tv show i think in my, so, I, in, think so. Yeah. I was about to say that actually I was yeah loki loki honestly I, it was the best, I, was the best yeah. one out of those yeah i mean you could say what if but that thing but like, <laughs> stuff like Falcon and the winter soldier which i is my personal favorite out of the disney plus shows really close with loki even I can say that it would have been better as a movie, I think. Yeah. Because um, I felt like in Loki, like, every episode had, like, a little, like, purpose or, like, a little yeah. goal to it. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. was, like, some fulfillment or, like, you yeah. know, like, as a viewer you get from, like, I, finishing the I, episode and yeah. stuff like that. It wasn't just, like, they threw stuff in there and then yeah. just trying to fill And the time. finale wasn't and just, the like, the yeah. typical punchy it stuff. It wasn't the typical punchy that stuff. That they've it been was, doing. Yeah. It was actually a little heady. It was a conversation exactly. rather than, like, a battle. Like, yeah. my my entire... My, here's my thing. And I know this is kind of our next topic and we're, we are probably running over at this. Yeah, we're fine. Point. We haven't yeah, been, been on air in, like, a month and a half. Yeah, it's Let's cool. just go, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, like, Marvel burnout in general I yeah. think because like like here's the problem it feels for me and I'll get into this a lot more when we talk about Doctor Strange in a few minutes but like they just seem to be putting out content for the sake of putting out content at this point and it's not to say that some of that content isn't still good but like it's just it's just too much at the moment and it's not enough it's not saying enough to justify its existence and on top of that they are still leaning so heavily into the formula like for some of these movies that it's like ruining like movies it's ruining movies to the point where they're they're like good or decent instead of like great or fantastic like i know ruben disagrees with me when it comes to shine when it comes to shang chi yeah i do yeah but that third act is just is, is just compared to the rest of it, it's not a bad third act but it is ass compared to the first two acts for me i because you have no no, no. Yeah, let sorry, me finish yeah, sorry. you have this more <laughs> contained story a lot more punchy close up like physical action between like actual like characters that are actually there and are actually doing these things and in the third one you just, in the third act you just get to the point where it's just giant dragons fighting each other and and like shooting at these cgi monsters and like the 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 wen wu versus shang chi battle was the best part of that entire third act yeah. to me and that's where most of the emotion comes from because again it's two people acting acting out something it's two people in close quarters choreography is working out but like they keep trying to like make these massive moments. Same with Wandavision. The last episode, just uh, unlike like, Wandavision, though, what I will say about Shang Chi is that it kept the emotional through line the entire third act. Is I'll where I did. Yeah. It's where I disagree with you. Um, I think even though the big monsters come in at the end, the emotional through line. I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil Shang Chi if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's probably the best Marvel movie 
that came out besides No Way Home in the last three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, the emotional through line of that movie... Um, and that moment is that when Wu is trying to reunite with his entire family, he thinks his wife is behind this huge wall, yeah. and the entire thing is he's trying to get her out. Yeah. And then these monsters fly out, and that's going on. But I feel like the emotional through line, and that's probably a credit also to Tony Luang, who's a great actor yeah. um, in his own right, yeah. is that you really are feeling that emotional stakes um, as well as the physical threat the entire time. Like, yeah. I feel like those both concurrently. I never forgot the emotional stakes that were present in that fight, and that's what kind of happens with some of these Marvel fights. Yeah. Like, with WandaVision, you forget the emotional stakes here um, because you have a Vision versus Vision fight. Wanda's fighting yeah. Agatha. You kind of lose the yeah. sense of Wanda's trying to preserve a family she's created. You lose that sense within that last also, episode. Also, I want to say, in, in in retrospect, the Ralph Boner thing has become well, even, even worse. worse. Yeah. Oh, and so it, it is actually inexcusable at this point because they brought back Professor X in the in the Multiverse of Madness. They've integrated the multiverse fully. So, like, why even why cast somebody so, from a Fox property as the same character just to make a, a penis joke? I think the yeah. no, the joke more so because I've looked it up. I, one of the writers, um, I think, or my, maybe it was Jack Schaefer, um, the lead writer yeah. who said this. Basically, what they were going for is it was a sitcom joke where. It's like sometimes someone will be recast in a sitcom and no one will acknowledge it at all. Yeah, I think that's what that's what they said they were going for with that. And they, they use Evan Peters because the audience was familiar with them yeah, until they, they would get a kick out of it as well. But that was their joke, rather than just using a random yeah, actor. They should have. It just didn't work that well. They should have just used a random actor. I think. They yeah. Like why use, why use Evan? Why use yeah. Evan Peters? No, because it's stupid. Yeah. Because then you bring in this idea of the multiverse. And you're like, okay, then why did you even tease yeah, this yeah. out before if you're going to do it anyway? And I think like, part of it also, Marvel's plans got thrown to shit when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Like, WandaVision was supposed to come out literally weeks before Doctor Strange 2 in theaters. Okay. I think originally it was supposed to come out like in March, April 2021. And then Doctor Strange would come out May 2021. Yeah. So it literally would lead in. Yeah. And I wonder if that was also different. Also, the other thing, Spider-Man was supposed to come after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And remind me, because there are some plot points for No Way Home that came out in from the original version um, that we can talk about when we're talking about spoilers of Multiverse of Madness. But yeah. really interesting. Wait, was No Way Home supposed to come after? Yeah, July of 2021. I can, how would that have worked? I know how it would have worked, but ask me when we're it's, talking it's, spoilers. It's so, it's so weird to me, because like... I mean, obviously the order changed um, for for the multiverse of madness and, yeah. and No Way Home, and then like I thought they were gonna have some more um, like crossover between the two stories, you know, No Way Home and, and Multiverse of Madness. But they but, really like, did. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they they went a completely different direction. I mean, the start of the movie, like I I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if we could start talking about um, Multiverse of Madness. We probably. But, like, the start of the movie, it's like, you know... Yeah, let's do it. it. We can it, talk about it, other it stuff later. Or in a different episode. It yeah. introduces a completely different, uh, like, story slash premise. And, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, in media res with um, America Chavez, like, running away from a variant of Doctor Strange. I guess you could No, running away with, with a, a variant of Doctor Strange. Superior Strange. Superior, superior, like I think he's called Defender Strange. Strange. Oh, Defender Strange. Strange. Superior and they're, Strange and they're running away from, like, this red monster, which was later revealed as being Wanda's, like, I don't know, like, magic or something like that. Uh, full spoilers, Multiverse of Madness. Um, unless you guys want to give general thoughts before going into... Uh, uh, 
general thoughts? General thoughts of I don't know. Of I, the I, movie. It's kind of, of hard movie. to it's, give it's, general yeah. thoughts for this movie. Uh, okay, um, I just say it's worth watching. Sam Raimi put his own touch on it. Mm. Um, watch it. It's 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 like one of Marvel's only like thriller or slash horror movies. Like there's a lot of horror elements in it. I would say like for horror fans, I I, I guess like they get a yeah. more of a kick out of it I, than yeah. any other Marvel movie. For me, so. it's kind of it's very but much you, yeah. It's very much leaning on like a mid to low rating, yeah. which I'll. Get but you do need to watch WandaVision for this movie which is kind of like I think is an issue in my opinion I mean like if they're going to make shows like this and you have to rely on or sorry if they're going to make movies like this and you have to rely on like the stories of the shows like so much so that like the plot of the movie becomes like just a continuation of the show it's it's I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of like It'll push fans on, that like yeah. are, it's gonna push away a lot of fans. I don't think fans are gonna want to like. You know. Well, fans will stick with it. I think it's more the general audience yeah. will not be keeping yeah. up with yeah. every single Marvel project. And then people have made the argument, oh no, but like it used to be that with the movies. But I'm like, yeah, but that's a movie. We're mm-hmm. talking, we're shows. talking, we're not talking like six to ten episode shows. Yeah, we're not talking six hours of television. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's different. It's a lot different. Yeah, now, so. and also like for me, there's just I don't know this movie. Movie, well, it, if we're talking general, is showing, or at least for me, a lot of the problems that's Mar- that Marvel is having right now in terms of like over, like overdoing oversaturation, or oversaturation, or not leaning into themes well enough, or not like, not like going to their fullest potential with some of these movies and having so many limitations because of like everything that's happening that they have to restrict the scripts and restrict the CGI, and restrict like the set pieces. I don't know. There's a there's a lot in this movie that is, is just kind of disappointing to me. Okay, um, so I, I think the general consensus here worth watching, but once. It, no, not once. I think <laughs> so that's where we disagree. But I think the general consensus is it's worth watching at the very least. Mm-hmm. You're something you can get out of yeah. it. Um, it's entertaining and but just know it's like it's not perfect there's, there's it's not imperfect there's, yeah. there's, there's definitely like not there's, I wouldn't there's, say mistakes but there's like there's flaws. issues with it there's there are missteps the, there are missteps with the, I think missteps the is the right word yeah. I, I guess so yeah. so yeah but um, to continue with my explanation this yeah. is a spoiler review at spoiler review point. come back to this after you've watched the movie Jacob watch it all together guys after you've watched the movie thank you the movie starts it doesn't like continue from No Way Home I think that was one of the biggest issues, with, I think, at least with me, like with the, with the movie. But um, so America Chavez and Doctor Strange. I don't remember what Doctor Strange Defender. is. Defender Strange. Strange. Man, you have a short memory. I'm sorry. All right. Dumbass. They're, they're running away from this like red monster that is revealed later on in the movie to be Wanda. At this point, well, controlled by Wanda. Controlled by Wanda. But like at this point, you know, the audience obviously does not know that. Um, and and so they're in like this weird like. I don't know, like, like almost like a, a limbo world kind of thing where, like, they're floating rocks and shit and, like, they're yeah. going after this, like, book. MacGuffin. The, yeah, basically. Unobtainium. <laughs> it's basically uh, MacGuffin. And yeah, I forgot what running. the book is called. Yeah, I forgot what the book is called. I think it's called uh, The Tome of Vachanuch. No, that, no, that's, it that's does not, start with a V. There's a, a V in there. V. The Book of Ashanti, right? Aha! Uh-huh! I'm a genius! So that, that, there's no V in there. Vashanti! Vashanti? Yes. Oh, it's or Vashanti. I thought it was Ashanti. No, there's a V. There's a V in there. Okay, well, Jonathan was right then. Good, good, good. 
pat, on, pat yourself on the back there. All right, anyway. So they're running oh, yeah. out. They're running from the monster, right? Uh, jumping on these, like, floating rocks and shit. The, the monster's, like, you know, there's a few, like, close calls in there, you know, yeah. here and there. Uh, Doctor Strange is using, like, his, like, cool magic abilities. He got ice shit. powers in he this world. He got, like, world. ice powers. He, he did, like, this weird, like, uh, like, magic thing where, like, he contained the, the monster in, like, this yeah. orb for a bit. And then, yeah. like... Um, uh, he told America to go after the book, and he's struggling. You know, like yeah. it's got—it's kind of like that mysterial thing from uh, from the second Spider-Man movie. Far from home, like, right? Yeah. yeah, far from home. Where he's like, oh, I can't hold it much longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For me, okay, you know yeah. what I see? It's so stupid. Yeah. Is that that entire time that he's holding him back, and he's like, America, go get the book. She's just standing there, like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, dude, go get the. You have time. Exactly. You have time. Exactly. You legitimately have time. Well, that's get fair. Book. It's a kid who is incompetent in I her guess, powers. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's right there. Yeah, maybe she, you don't need to. to you don't have to verse jump. Maybe. You don't have to verse jump to get to that well, book. Maybe, you just have to regular yeah. jump. Look. The one thing this movie, I think, did great, which I feel like people will disagree with me on, is the character arcs in this movie. I think people are complaining about the writing, and I guess some of the plotting is a little messy, but I think the three... I guess. I acknowledge that people... Yeah, let me talk. Uh, But I think the story arcs for Doctor Strange and uh, Wanda Maximoff are really well done, and I think America Chavez is also a pretty well done character in this. I think, personally. Yeah, I guess. It's very, it's arguable, I think. It is arguable. I will argue for it, though. Yeah. I... So let, me, let me finish my explanation of the intro real quick. Why I, mean, we, like, we, I guess we're not explaining the whole Yeah, we don't want to inter- we don't 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 explain the entire movie. But anyway, she yeah, goes yeah, yeah. after the book and stuff like that. Doctor Strange, you know, uh, he's like, I'm going to steal your powers because it's what I have to do to contain this monster. And the grand calculus of the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, they brought back the life from, from No Way Home. No Way Home. There's the, the only, the only... The only allusion to No Way Home. No, that's a lie. I think so, right? No. No, they talk about Spider-Man. I mentioned Spider-Man. I was like, we are familiar. We are familiar with the multiverse. We've dealt. We had a thing with Spider-Man. Who is he? I don't remember what he looked like. Yes, sir. No. (laughs) Okay, so they do mention it in some other part of that. I didn't remember that. But anyway, so basically the movie continues, and it's basically just like um, they just go across like several different... Multiverse nah, world. What? Like two. Multiverse worlds? Yeah. They go, this is two. Okay, two, several. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. They go, well, like, there's a scene where, like, they, they're, they're tra- like, traveling. They, they oh, really, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, that one scene. It's, like, it's like similar to the first Doctor Strange where, like, yeah. they, they uh, where, like, the grand, or what, what is it, the, the Sorcerer Supreme, like, yeah. Uh, pushes yeah the ancient uh, this, one yeah the ancient one pushes like the this you know his soul out of uh, Doctor Strange's soul out of his body and yeah like, and he, like, he travels, go, travels through like a bunch of different like I don't know dimension kind of thing yeah you know? and then like well like yeah in this movie it's basically them uh, America Chavez and then the Doctor Strange that we know of going through like a bunch of different like multiverse universes I guess yeah. and then. Um, like, there's, like, a, it's, it's a bunch of weird shit. Like, there was one, like, Splatoon-looking world, dude, with, like, the paint. <laughs> I was about to say, you said, look, it looked like Splatoon. That's called paint, James. Shut up, man. <laughs> I don't like the, I don't appreciate this condescension. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, the, yeah, they, they travel through all that, and then, uh, all those, all those universes, and then they land in some random one, and then... The whole movie is basically like America trying to figure out her powers while Wanda's like, uh, you know, like trying to capture her to be with her kids and stuff and get her powers, suck the power out of 
out of America Chavez and like you know get her kids back because there's a there's a universe out there in the multiverse yeah. that is like you know like there's several universes yeah. that have that have her um, with her kids and she's like okay I don't understand why they took her they took my kids away from for me in this in, in yeah. the current universe that she's in so like she's she just wants her powers to be able to like yeah you travel through the the, the uni- like the universes yeah. and like which kids back. which already like kind of talking about that there are several problems that I have with the plot of this movie or with like the way that or like the extent of it Ruben don't roll your I eyes I roll your me. eyes I'm like go okay I well, just like, for me go. like I would have wanted more multiverse hopping like they really spent most of their time in like two like three of them which is six one six the main one then the one where they meet the illuminati 838 838 and then uh like the fallen one where they meet uh a, a dark strange who isn't the dark strange for what if but who is things a just got out of hand that third eye cgi is also so ass oh it was I'm bad, sorry. I mean, it's it's bad. that yeah, was bad it looked like i saw someone compare it to the annoying orange online damn. which damn i've never agreed more with a person Oof. but no okay but it's my rough. thing is like yeah they should have in a movie called, and this is where Ruben and I, we talked about, this is like Marvel sometimes feels like they're coming up with the title before they, uh, I think they before are. they come they up are. with the movie. They're like, Voldemort's yeah. a madness. Like, and they absolutely did, because they literally rewrote the script. Doc, Scott Derrickson had a completely different story for this movie yeah. before he left, and then Sam Raimi came in, and he, with Michael Waldron, came up with this new plot. That yeah, they had. that's a big problem with like Marvel movies now. It's just like, they're too connected to like... For their own good? Yeah. No, they're too no. connected to the MCU, like... Like the actual universe, like there's no standalone movies yeah. like in the Marvel. Ah, I'll there's not really. There's there, not really. there like, are like what the Recently? newer just. Shang-Chi and Eternals were pretty Shang-Chi. Eternals, Eternals would have benefited, and we talked about this yeah. from being disconnected from the MCU. But anyway, going back to to Multiverse of Madness, I really do think they should have gone to dip more different multiverses, and this is probably just the everything, everywhere, all that once effect. Where it's like I saw someone use the multiverse to the fullest of their ability and to the fullest of like a creative ability, and I was like, wow, that's spectacular. And then I expected something like that out of this movie, and it didn't. It didn't give as much of a multiverse kind of spectacle as I would have wanted. I'm not talking like a cameo fest. I'm just talking like going to different universes, like in like getting to play around with different sorts of like physics and different kind of like operations of the world. That would have been very interesting. Okay. I also would have liked it if Wanda wasn't just hyper fixated on the kids. I know I know that the main th- like I know that you guys think it would have been too much, but I think it should have been more of a concentration on like and the fact that she lost so much that she wants to go to a universe where she can have everything that she used to have again. And you can have the focus still be the kids. You can have the focus be the kids, but I feel like it's it's weird that like Quicksilver, like her brother and and Vision never come up in the movie. Vision came met- up a couple times. What? Oh, he mentioned him at the very beginning. But I feel like they mentioned him a couple times, honestly. I don't know. They mentioned him like once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. In the whole movie. Look, but like like Jacob was saying, part of that's because they assume you like saw WandaVision or you'll go back and see WandaVision for yeah. additional context, and that's kind of an yeah, issue. But like, is um, yeah, but that's the, the, the issue is that you should make it so that these movies, while being reliant on other things still have like enough to stand on their own this one really did and this one really didn't feel that way no Uh, if you walked into this not seeing wandavision it's abrupt it still is abrupt 
Because like, like Wanda becomes the main villain like ten mi- minutes in, in like a twist, yeah. which I think was done pretty well. I disagree. I think the twist itself was done well, but it was done too. Like, Here's the problem. Abruptly Here's and the early problem. in the movie, Marvel needs to be more yeah. gutsy with their storytelling at times because they should have gone all in on the Wanda is is becoming a villain at the end of WandaVision instead of having that dumbass conversation between her and Monica Rambeau where she's where Monica tells her that oh these people will never know what you sacrificed to save them you enslaved them for like yeah. a like a like a decent amount of time and mentally tortured them and now you're trying to play it off like she's the hero it's okay to have a character that that fans enjoy that fans like not be a good person yeah, Loki. that's okay F and Loki yeah F and Loki no. like you but they had... didn't have the balls to do that with a character that was an Avenger before yeah yeah. And you I think part of that as well. Win, though. You I mean, have to you have to be willing to make that I mean, sacrifice. And they did make it like she was corrupted by the dark hole as well. So I they really yeah. were like they, not ballsy enough. They with that. need to go in on that. I also just yeah. I, I feel like the movie lacked a sense of su- like of like greater substance. Like you have those cool character arcs. But then, like I don't know, there's like an emptiness in this in the core of this film that I can't quite. With that. I can't quite. I I, I I no because dude, come on. An emptiness? I don't know. I no, feel. Look, I've seen superhero movies do better than this in recent years. I expect they have more, done better. I expect but more this was like a fun. Movie. It's a two-hour thrill ride, is what I describe yeah, this as. But with I, good character arcs, I feel like or decent, decent character. Arcs. I say good. I expect, you say decent. Yeah, I say good. For me, after <laughs> I, I'm, I'm seeing what what other what other companies are putting out. What like. Um, I don't know who made Invincible, but you have Invincible. That was Amazon. You have Amazon's Invincible and The Boys. You have those are both good. Yeah, you have DC, literally, actually on like a on a winning streak. Yeah, right Suicide now. Squad, Suicide Squad, Squad Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Before Batman. that, before that, you had Zack Snyder's Justice League, and now Batman, which was a phenomenal film, yeah, which we gushed about. <laughs> yeah, which we gushed about. Going from Batman to Multiverse of Madness is so jarring because you have this film that's so methodical and thought out and everything. It, it feels like there's passion behind that movie. Oh, absolutely. And then Matt you Reeves go to this, the yeah, character. and then you go to this movie where like there are moments where you feel there's, that same passion, passion, especially Wanda's final scene in this movie. Phenomenal. Elizabeth Olsen throughout this entire movie. Phenomenal. Oh, she carried this. Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch did. also fantastic, yes. but. Elizabeth Olsen, I feel like people have to, at this point, admit that she is, like, a phenomenal actress. And she deserves more roles outside of Marvel, too. Because she lost a few because of of the Scarlet Witch She was Emmy-nominated for playing Wanda Maximoff on WandaVision, though. She's one of the the best actors in the MCU, I think. At this point, you have to, like, that, that is the... Just an unavoidable Which fact. is why it's rumored she's getting a solo project yeah. now. Which, which is, absolutely yeah. she deserves Which is it. why for me it's upsetting that they won't just go all in on this character and take it take it to those darker places. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they do to an extent. I'm not saying that they haven't started the work, but it still feels like they're holding back and it still feels like they're following they a like, formula and they're like, oh, well, we can't go all in here. They we still want to tailor it to kids is a thing, but like... This we, shit wasn't this tailored shit was to kids. Not t- no, but they're like still holding back is yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, still I, like, you, you, I feel like that's the reason why the... Tell that to Marvel, Black Bolt. The Marvel formula <laughs> is still like a, a thing mainly because, you know, like I don't know if they fully want to like grow up with, with uh, the audience. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's because Disney... Oh, that's wants true. It. I hadn't it's even thought about that's that. The, it's because Disney, Disney wants to, to make it like an all-ages thing. 
thing. But like, I don't. Yeah. You have so many all ages things already. Like you, for the sake of storytelling, you have to sometimes make sacrifices. They have to be willing to delve into mature themes. Exactly. Their audience. And like, Daredevil should stay MA. Yeah. They're not going to, but it absolutely yeah. should. That's a Moon character Knight that probably should have been, been MA. I started Blade. watching that, by the way, and that 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 gives me hope on Marvel Burnout. I still gotta to watch, watch it. We'll probably review that next yeah. episode when yeah. we've all watched yeah. it. But I yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, because there's still good projects coming out of Marvel. Marvel. It's more of a mixed bag though now. Yeah. Just because you're getting what you used so to get much. in three or four or five years with like a bunch of good movies and then a couple of them were bad, you're yeah. getting in the span of a year. Yeah. Because there's nine projects in a year instead of nine spread out over three years. Which is uh, it's too high of a volume. I, it's unsustainable. It's I completely think. unsustainable. And then like you can't delve as deep into some plot lines. You can't like because like Mordo is not in this movie. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, no, six one six. Six one six. Mordo is not in this movie. Well, that's because rumor has it the opening scene. Have I told you this? Yes, yet? you have. Have I told you? I haven't I don't told, think you. You've told the you. The opening scene of this movie was rumored to be so Mordo was no more sorcerers in the post credit scene of the first Doctor Strange yeah. in twenty sixteen. The rumor was um, he got wind of the Scarlet Witch or Wanda off screen. Mm-hmm. He shows up the killer at the beginning of the second movie. This is the opening scene yeah. and she decapitates him. Basically, is what that Which was going to so be. D- to me, you know, cuz it's funny I'm glad me, they deleted Wanda, it. Wanda attacks uh, Kamala Taj, which is a cool scene. I will admit a cool, a cool scene. scene. Yeah. She does more for that no more sorceress thing on screen than Mordo does. <laughs> All that Mordo did was re-cripple a cripple. He re-cri- he re-crippled Benjamin Pratt. But they do imply, unfortunately, in the movie, because we didn't, unfortunately, because we didn't see it on screen, that yeah. Benedict and Mordo oh, have met. Sorry, Strange and Mordo. Yeah. I called him Benedict. Benedict, <laughs> Benedict and Chiwetel. <laughs> the Strange and Mordo have confronted each other since that first one, which makes yeah. sense because it's been like eight years since the first movie. I yeah. think on screen, screen time. <laughs> yeah, my th- um, it's just six years real time. But it's just disappointing the Mordo half of it. Like it's more of a Wanda movie, and I feel like maybe they should not have. Called this one a Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, I'd say it's more like that Civil War phenomenon where it's still a cat movie, but it's also very much an Iron Man movie. Yeah. yeah. This is I still guess. a strange movie, but yeah. it's also very much it is. a Wanda. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still very much a, uh, yeah. a Wanda movie as yeah. well. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. Like I said, I think Wanda was done pretty. Like, besides, after the beginning, which was rushed in her becoming a villain, her actual, yeah. like, motive as a villain was actually it pretty sense, clear. Yeah. It's better than most Marvel yeah. villains. Yeah. It's like not like a shit. Like I said, though, I wish it was more all-encompassing. Because she's lost so much in yeah, general. Yeah. Like, and they emphasize that in WandaVision. So, I don't know. Hyperfixating on just the kids for me is like... Like, it's fine, but it's like, why are we reducing Wanda to just a mother at this point when she was mm-hmm. also a sister and a wife and a friend to so many people that Because it's Doctor Strange, M-O-M. Oh Multiverse. God. Would you shut up? Would you shut Doctor up? Doctor Strange, colon, mom. Okay, whatever, whatever. You know what, Ruben? <laughs> Ruben, you know what? You know what? I'm done. No, I'm <laughs> okay, okay, but since I I, I don't... Okay. I, the we other probably thing... shouldn't take too much longer. Let's do like a rapid fire round. Yeah, no, no. Music fight scene. It's uh, dope. Dope it's as really hell. Really there cool. was a fight scene yeah. uh, between Dark Strange and uh, uh, 616 Strange that was amazing. 
Uh, I wish, of course, that they would have, as a music, as a former music major, as a musician myself, that they would have like used more motifs when they were fighting with like the. Like, they didn't even have to be classical music. Yeah. Just Marvel motifs would have been funny, or would have been like, would have been like, a, a, like a, an enhancement to the scene. I really like that. Yeah. I really like that confrontation at the end. Uh, relationship with Christy. I really do enjoy that Christine, as well. You mean? Christine, yes, yeah. I do enjoy it, but I do think that Doctor Strange Supreme did it better in What If. Mm. Uh, they... I still think they pulled it off pretty well, yeah. just showing the conflicting thought patterns of. What Benedict was going through, yeah. trying to get ben, over. You said Benedict again. God damn it! <laughs> what Strange was going through, trying trying to get over Christine. Yeah. Um, look, I do like the line "I love you" in every universe. That, that that's yeah, yeah, it tied the arc great, to, yeah. tied the arc together. There are great moments throughout this movie. Like I said, Wanda uh, talking to the other Wanda, amazing at the end. That mm. was phenomenal. There are some really standout moments in Let's here. Let's talk in general because we haven't mentioned him at all. Um, Sam Raimi as director and the flair he brought to the movie. I really enjoyed. Oh, it. This I is one it. of the better looking Marvel movies I've seen. Like it, it actually has character. It has cinematography. It has a color grading. This movie has, would not have been as good if it wasn't for Sam Raimi. No, I, this movie would have very easily been like a two or a one and a half for me instead of a two and a half or a three. Um, if it, oh, well, shit, I just spoiled my rating. Oh, but, <laughs> um, but if it, because Sam Raimi brings like such an amazing flair to this and like, yeah, it can be cheesy at times and there's definitely that ch Sam Raimi, Sam, Sam Raimi cheese in yeah. there. Like I really did not enjoy when at the end Zombie Strange is just like, America, you had this power all along. You've been, you know, I'm like, I'm like, it's very Sam Raimi esque, but in the context of the MCU, it's just like, bro, that's such a cop out <laughs> that you can now just freaking, ooh, look at me, this one right here. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. But like, no, I enjoyed it. I I liked uh, Bruce Campbell's cameo in this. Oh, he uh, was hilarious. I wish that it would have been a Mysterio cameo as well. Though. That would have been fun. That would have been funny. Oh, to they me. put Mysterio on the Illuminati yeah. as an actual powered individual. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. But with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I just like the cinematography, especially the color grading was great yes. in this thing. Yes. Oh my god, like the, the colors were vibrant. I, I, uh, I almost forgot. We got to mention that one scene where Wanda first streamwalks. Not, not, not the okay. Like it, oh, like, I know. What you're after the about. little cringy little transition, though, like that's a bit cringy. But I, that one shot where the camera's going, like it's going tilted, and you cut between Wanda in one universe and the other in the exact position, like trying to talk to her kids before she disappears from that universe amazing moment yeah. there, like I said there's some really cool shots really cool yep. emotional yep. beats there's a lot in this movie to be admired but also a lot that you have to call out and demand better for because like especially in the superhero genre I feel like at this point we have to start like we have to start being more picky with this or being more or being more hard on movies that aren't going at the fullest because I feel like the genre has proved that it can be something like very amazing very spectacular but it, it's just movies like this well not even movies like this we, there is a movie we will talk about at the very end for a brief moment of time that is really the culprit here but there are things pulling it down i think yep. and then I, I feel like the last thing we should really talk oh about danny is, elfman let me ask you about danny elfman because you're the um, music guy here and i'll know, just like, let you go off for a bit yeah uh, i mean i didn't have a lot to say about this i didn't think it was that it wasn't yeah, that memorable it, it wasn't that no. standout but it's it's one of danny's better scores in recent i memory. wish it's competent He's not a Michael Giacchino at this point. I'm sorry, Danny Elfman fans out there. He is just not. 
I just wish they would have brought back Michael Giacchino and let him do his thing again. Yeah. The one moment they use this theme, like, notably at the beginning when yeah. he's, like, leaving the wedding and jumping off the balcony yeah. might be one of my favorite moments yeah. in the film. And it's probably mainly because they use that theme. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. I, Danny just, I don't know. Danny, he, he did a decent job. I can't say it was a bad score. It was, like, it was all right. That it's first good. fight in New York City, by the way, because we never mentioned it with the yeah. uh, giant eye That had Sam monster. Raimi really oh, yeah, that, that, over that really with the did. monster terrorizing the city. There were screaming yeah. women the in screaming that movie. The same guy running past the camera with the suitcase. Yeah. My thing is, if evolution is truly a thing within these fantasy universes, why do... Why do so many creatures keep evolving to have one big weak weak point? I. <laughs> what do we do? Literally poke that bitch. <laughs> He's dead. Bro, when they pulled out that big eye is when I'm like, oh shit, this is a Sam Raimi Yeah, movie. when they pulled that big eye and I'm like, oh, kids are getting traumatized for yeah. this shit. Yeah, last and thing we should mention <laughs> before transitioning. The Illuminati. The Illuminati. I, I didn't want to talk about that one funny scene. In oh, yeah, you talk, let's talk about that. Multiverse, when the guy, the guy at the hot, hot dog stand. Oh, that was Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Bruce Campbell. We're we're about about yeah. Bruce Campbell. He mentioned it, but like, we can talk about it. Shit, Pizza balls? Was so Pizza pop-up. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so funny, though. I mean, like, even, that was like the end credit scene. The end credit, that end credit scene, people don't like it because people are effing stuck up and That's they want so like stupid. always plot developing shit yeah. but that was pretty funny that was just better it. than the first yeah well, like him turning to the camera and saying it's over with yeah. the zoom in yeah. is such yeah. a sam raimi thing and the, like i said better than the, the the first one with charlie's there and oh my god okay that okay your opinion my opinion one of the worst post-credit scenes absolutely. marvel has ever absolutely. made absolutely in my opinion because he, he's just walking you have the scene the ambiguous scene at the end where he's like screaming in the street the guitar's going on like yeah, 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 and like the eye pops out. Yeah, the third eye. But then he next scene in the post credit, he's just walking down the street. He's left, just fine. He's just fine. And then all of a sudden, random person doesn't even introduce herself. Doesn't yeah. say her name. Yeah. Just shows up and like you cause an incursion, Doctor Strange. You need to come with me, unless you're too chicken. Nobody calls me. <laughs> And then he opens the eyes like, let's go, and they jump in. Yeah, that was stupid. And it's like so stupid. It's stupid because it totally downplays like the... the it downplays the, the, the ending. ending. It's rushed as hell. Yeah. It's almost like Sam Raimi filmed it to spite because he's like, Kevin, this doesn't work. And Kevin's like, I don't effing care. Stick it in there anyway. Kevin needs to <laughs> Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, you are both the salvation and the problem of Marvel at the moment. I, I hate to say it. <laughs> it's you, my guy. You got it. You gotta be better. You gotta be better. Ah, you gotta please. slow it down. All right, final ratings for this movie, guys. So Illuminati, though. Illuminati. Let's get oh, yeah. final ratings and then we can talk about the Illuminati because it transitions to a little mini conversation I want to have. Uh, okay. Um. So final rating for me. Um, I'm the high one on this podcast, I think, potentially. I give it an 8 out of 10, and that's mainly because of the visual flair. Um, and I, like I said, I feel like the character arcs are effective between Strange and Wanda. Um, especially, um, I like how Doctor Strange and Wanda are both on this trajectory of um, trying to live with something they know they can't have. One of them deals with it by lashing out like evilly and trying to maliciously maybe yeah, instead of evilly maliciously evilly. maliciously lashing out and trying to grasp the thing she knows she can't have 
until the final possible moment when she realizes, oh shit, even if I do get this, it's not going to be the way I think it is. Yeah. And then you have Doctor Strange on a similar trajectory with Christine trying to grasp onto that, but eventually being able to learn and accept, I can't have this and it's yeah. okay, I, I need to just grow and move on. Yeah. They both reach that conclusion, but they both reach it in completely different ways, and I really like that through line throughout this movie. Yeah. Um, within the entire craziness of the multiverse. Now, some of this stuff Wanda does does not make complete sense. Um, her turn to villain was a little rushed, even for people who did watch WandaVision, which is my biggest complaint for this movie. Yeah. Um, the movie does grind to a screeching halt um, when they reach 838. Um, uh, but again, I still think the moments like America Chavez at the memory wall, personally, I think that scene worked. I think there's enough here um, that the movie works. But like I said, there could have been more. 616 Mortal could have been involved because they had set that up in the first movie. And now it's going to be probably another four or five year wait before we get the conclusion of the Yak Guy's story. Yeah. Grateful they did not kill him off, though, because Chiwetel Ejiofor, underrated as hell actor. Um, but overall, I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think the storylines are good enough. And the visual flair Sam Raimi brought was good enough to make a really entertaining experience that I want to revisit yeah. again. Um, okay, who I'm goes gonna, next? Okay. No, I'll go next. Um, I'd give it a probably a 6 out of 10 rating. Uh, I think that there's definitely, you know, flaws with the movie. I think the, the, the movies movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are getting way too big. And, and that's like, I mean, like, even the title of this movie, Multiverse of Madness, I mean, like, I, I feel like, like what you guys were saying earlier is like they Marvel's like setting these names up for these like for their uh, products and like it's just like there's too much and it's too much to do in one movie it's too much um I don't know just like too it's it, it's 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 way too much for a director to handle like a new director who hasn't like ha uh, had any other experience with the Marvel movie uh so but like Sam I think a... I think Sam has had some good experience like I are good like good obviously he knows how to direct superhero movies we've seen him do it in the past and yeah. stuff like that we've seen him do two really good ones exactly two really good ones one and, mixed one yeah yeah <laughs> and and I think like yeah I mean he did a good job and but I I do think like if this was another director if they did uh bad uh casting I guess for for this movie like could have gone a lot worse yeah worse than it than it was and um I think like it's just, like Marvel's hanging on to a, a thread right now and like like it's almost gonna fall like it almost feels like like these movies are almost like on the verge of falling apart yeah. but at the same time they're like still together I don't know like it's it's yeah. a weird balance right now and yeah. I, I want to see them have more control of uh I, I, I don't know like the the story and where yeah. the direction that they want to go so for me I give it like a five out of ten like like I like because I don't, I don't I don't know I don't want to give this movie too many breaks because I don't want to give because no because that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. for me it's like there are so many Marvel projects coming out I can't keep just patting Kevin on the back for keeping the keeping status it up quo. yeah for keeping the status quo um I don't know I, I I guess I just I demand or I want more out of the out of the genre at this point uh something that movies like the Batman or like the suicide squad are giving me and things that I want Marvel to keep pursuing because I've seen them reach those heights before. Um, I think it might just also be because, like, now that I've graduated uh, from 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 college and whatnot, I'm like starting to work on the book again, uh, and because like so much of that is so deeply tied to kind of like this tradition, but taking it in a new direction, I kind of want to see more of that. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean, I don't want to I don't want to talk about my own projects too much in comparison to other projects because then that would make me James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I guess the last thing for this movie, Illuminati scene, really cool. I really liked. Yeah, uh, the roster of Professor X played by uh, Patrick Stewart, uh, Black Bolt played by Anson something. Sorry, <laughs> dude. Uh, you were in a you were in a shitty TV show. In the human TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have Maria Rambeau um, as that. Captain Marvel. You have Peggy Carter as Captain Carter, a version of Captain Carter. Yeah, not and then the you Captain have, Carter. Um, fan casting come to life. John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Yes, Reed Richards. Reed yeah. Richards. Pulled apart like a Twizzler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they all get murked by Wanda, but what that scene an, was graphic. What though. an amazing scene, though. Like, that is the most graphic death I've seen out of. Black Bolt literally gets his mouth erased, freak out, freaks out, screams. The power of the scream goes blows up his head. Get blows, like, blows up and, his and, head. And it basically deflates like a basketball. Yeah, ball. like, it's, it's cool. Like, like it, a fire. Just like, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty graphic. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's the graphic. Thing, the only thing that didn't make it graphic is the fact that he had, like, that mask on. And yeah, yeah, like, he had, like, the mask on, yeah, so it wasn't over, as. So it wasn't just, like, his head caving in. Like, it completely, I mean, it yeah. was his head caving it, in. It was, but, it like, was it was his head caving in. Well, you didn't see, like, the hair. It wasn't, like, you know. Yeah, you there was, there was a, there was a. a little inhuman, if you're not upset. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, great scene though. I don't know about bringing Professor X. Back. Okay, yeah, two um, points I want to talk about. First, Patrick Stewart as Professor X coming back. It was nice to see him back. It was nice, but again, I think he got a, such a great send off in Logan that this undermined it a little bit they just by dragging him back, back. Just so that they could kill him off again. Yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like, I don't know. I don't think like it was I've worth I've seen that man die three times on screen now. <laughs> I don't think it was worthwhile to bring him back oh. for that. Just so wise, so he can sit in the yellow chair and you can play the X-Men animated series <laughs> theme. Which was cool, admittedly. Yeah, was but again, it just feels like over fan service. And then, I mean, John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I hope, oh my God, I hope he's the I main hope, Reed Richards. I hope, that, I hope that's their 616 casting yeah. too. Yeah. Because everyone that they casted in this movie has played those characters before. Except Professor. No, no. Well, as in like in, in the, the MCU. Yeah, yeah. in the MCU. Yeah. No, but I mean like those yeah. characters, those cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. They were pre-established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, um, mm-hmm. for me, I hope they 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 carry over. Uh, John I think Krasinski. I think they will, right? Like, why would they cast someone like that well, for fan famous for just for fan service? Yeah. People have been clamoring for that so. one online. I, but personally, I feel like he did a pretty good job. I think, I think in the limited two minutes of yeah. screen time, I, I think, think he captured yeah. the gravitas of Reed Richards yeah. pretty for well. For me, I think it would have been kind of cool if they would have brought back the 2004 Reed Richards, though, since all of the other characters were pre-established. Yeah, I bet they asked him. I feel like yeah. he just said he no. He probably said no. He probably said yeah. no. And they're like, John, hey. But yeah, I hope I hope that I hope that they do carry him over. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, we're talking about fan fo- fantastic forecasting on the podcast soon because yeah. that would be yes. exciting. One we'll of the few that. Marvel projects I'm right. still hi- now, heavily looking forward to. From one universe to another. Now we're talking uh, about the DCEU, right? Wait, no, we're not talking about the DCEU. What what came out of the DCEU? What? What? No, nothing in the DCU. No, DC no. hasn't had anything. Oh shit! Yeah, I um, no. Yeah, um, it just feels like okay. This is this is where I was just, going, bro. Yeah, get, where were we going? Yeah, literally. This the the, the the next two products that we're gonna talk about feel like a completely it should be a completely separate universe and apart from Marvel. All right, because this shit is is it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. So, uh, Ruben, Jacob, and I pirated Morbius. Yes, I admitted it. I admitted it. What are you going to do about it, CIA? FBI? NCIA? NCIS? Thank you. Law and Order? 
Special <laughs> units? We're gonna do special units. So we watched Morbius. Horrible. <laughs> Actual ass. If I could give that movie zero stars on Letterboxd. Morbius. So Morbius is about uh, Dr. Michael Morbius. Um, the plot of the movie is ass. Um, <laughs> um, no, but the, the plot of the movie basically is that Michael Morbius was born with a blood disorder that they do not describe on screen at all. So I am not going to give it the dignity of describing anything of what the symptoms like are. Is or something? No, they don't explain they what don't it is. They don't explain what it effing is. <laughs> but he, he also has a friend uh, who shows up. So he has someone called Lucius who shows up. But and he then, calls him Milo. Because Milo 3, because his first two Milos died and he kept his name into adulthood. He calls himself Milo as an adult. Everyone um, in this movie has an M name, in case you did not know. Michael, Milo... Uh, I don't remember anyone. Martin. Martin. <laughs> yeah, all, all these people, I don't know why. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was like... Because it's Morbius fever. Exactly. Adrian Mears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm calling this version, version so, of the So, yeah, this movie was supposed to come out... This movie was supposed to come out in... Uh, 2020 before No Way Home. When it still should have came out, you know, while everyone was stuck at home. <laughs> oh, shoot. I never told... Okay. So, yeah. The alternate No Way Home, because I completely forgot before yeah. we get all too far into Morbius. Yeah. The alternate No Way Home was going to be America Chavez doing the spell instead since she was an underling of Strange at the end of the movie. Um. And then she opens portals and brings in the Spider-Man Instead of Ned opening portals in the, at the end of the movie. So her role in the movie was to be a, to screw up. So instead of Doctor Strange screwing up in No Way Home, it would have been America Chavez screwing up because Strange was occupied doing yeah. something else. And then opening the portals for the other Spider-Man. Yeah, that, that was the been, alternate that version. That would have been kind of better. I, no, I like Doctor Strange. I like Doctor also. Strange in it, but I do think yeah. it would have been better if America would have been eh. uh, well, I don't know. It's, either it, way, it would have worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah, it I think worked. No Way Home still worked. Yeah. I think No Way Home did still work just because... Like I said, the the emotional through line for these Marvel movies is the most important thing at this point, not yeah. the effing spectacle. And I hope so effing good, they hope they realize Ooh. that and they keep that aspect of it yeah. going. Like when, the characters rather than the spectacle as they started out. Because yeah. that's what they were doing at the start. Yeah. And I feel like that's slowly getting lost as they're telling more and more, to, more uh, and more and more stories. Yeah, so they, okay, back to my original point. Um, so Morbius was supposed to come out before No Way Home in 2020. And I, I, I do want to clarify. I want to spend as little time as possible talking about this movie. Because the last time we referenced it in the podcast, I said we shouldn't even justify it by watching or talking about it. And now look where we are. We're talking we're, about we're it. We're talking about it. Okay, but here, here. Okay. So nothing of note happens in this movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil the entire thing. Basically, uh, Morbius uh, turns himself into a vampire monster, and then his uh, friend Milo uh, the Third, uh, who, who, aka Lucian, uh, who's funding him, uh, steals the formula, and he turns himself into a vampire monster. Then they fight. Um, then uh, Milo kills uh, <laughs> uh, Morbius's love interest yeah. called Martine, and then they fight. And then uh, Morbius uses bat bending to kill Milo, and then movie ends with Morbius flying off. Yeah, that's literally the movie. It's actually a horrendous. It feels like a B. It feels like a B plot. It feels like a B plot. A couple it's, more people die, but that's it. That's the yeah. movie. And then, <laughs> it's the most cliche thing ever. Ruben and I. There were moments in this movie where 
where you like would pause it and guess like frame for frame what would happen or like or like movement blocking by blocking what would happen or I guess guess lines yeah or guess lines yeah. lines and we have. got them almost every time i got almost a three minute chunk of film completely guessed out before it happened it was depressing it was impressive but depressing yeah so Basically, this movie was edited to shit because it was supposed to come out before No Way Home. Yeah. And this is when the Marvel-Sony deal had fallen apart. Yeah. So Vulture was in the original body of the film talking yeah. with Morbius yeah. within the prison when he was there. Um, and that probably happened because it's supposed to take place in the same universe as Spider-Man. Yeah. But once uh, Sony Marvel made up, they're like, oh shit, now this Morbius movie makes no sense. Quick, edit it to hell. And then uh, make sure it's only in the Venomverse. And so that's what they did. It's so horrendous. It's actually horrendous. <laughs> no. It's bad. You know what's the, the most... <sighs> I've already lost my point. I've, I forgot what I was going to say, man. Oh. oh, man. What else is really bad about the... I mean... I'm try- no, there was one... Th- oh, I was going to say, Michael Morbius is a cripple for a, a 10 to 15 minutes of this movie in total. <laughs> which means that that one news story that we read about a few weeks ago with the Batman episode talking about Jared Leto... Um, like being an asshole on set and pretending to be a cripple so that he would have 45 minute bathroom breaks wasn't even worth it because he wasn't even he wasn't even disabled for half of the movie so he was just being a dickhole well, who knows? Maybe they deleted a bunch of that footage. He's like, oh, they deleted the footage where I had full co- where I played full contact football with Milo and we were both crippled. I mean, standing ovation for Jared Leto's performance in Dude, amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. No. no. Not my even Oscar as, winner you know Jared Leto. Not even a joke. This, this, not this, even this as a joke. This performance proves that method acting works. <laughs> it proves that method acting works. Bro, this man... How about Tyrese Gibson and the lead cop who's just walking around asking stupid this, questions? This, this, How about his This one didn't make the news stories. 100% This one didn't was. make the news stories, but well, according to uh, some folks in uh, Indiana, in a, in a farming town in Indiana, dude, they saw Jared Leto jump off of a farm roof and, and, and suck the blood out of uh, the a cow. <laughs> like, literally. They, they, they saw this man go full vampire bat. <laughs> My question for, for, for Michael Moore... The only reason that Michael invents fake blood in this movie just so that he doesn't drink human blood. Why doesn't he? Why don't they just have? Well, he had invented it already and won a Nobel Peace Prize for it. No, 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 not Nobel. Oh yeah, Nobel, Nobel. The Nobel Prize. He pronounced it Nobel, and it there was the back of her head too, so they could have fixed that shit in ADR, but they didn't. Because they didn't give a shit. This movie, even when sitting in the shelf for a year and a half, they did not give a shit enough to fix that. This is a bloodless, like, vampire movie. It is a bloodless vampire movie. There's literally almost no blood in this movie. Is there someone who got their neck cut but then didn't bleed? There was no blood. It's like. He got his neck slit, and there was like a gurgling sound, and he was like, ah, but he was, he was clean. Damn. He, dude was clean. Dude was playing dead so the vampire wouldn't come back and finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thank God he just grazed me. <laughs> but you know, Sony Marvel, I mean, don't you have faith in them? No. No! I mean, come on, they're going to make a Madam Web movie next. I'm they so got sad. Craven with uh, right. Aaron Taylor You're Johnson. Right. You're right. And just announced recently, huh? Bad Bunny. Let's go! Playing El Muerto. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Now, 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 for our uninitiated listeners, um, um, El Muerto. 
um, when he appeared in Spider-Man comics, um, um, he only appeared once in a two-issue run. This guy was a villain uh, in a Spider-Man comic only once for two issues. And if you listen carefully, you hear that? That's it? That's my El Muerto issue. It is going up on eBay. $600,000 starting price. All right? All right? That's right. That's right. I have it. This is definitely not a theology textbook. It is a... No, look. Look. You can hear. Look. Listen. If you listen carefully, when I run the pages, it says something. (laughs) You see? You see? No, no, no. no. Let me see that one more time. No, no. What does it say? Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny... Bad Bunny, basically, Sony approached Bad Bunny. He's like, okay, who do you want to play in this uh, Spider-Man universe? And he looked through all the pantheon. He's like, I really like this luchador villain. Let's do it. Is that actually what Yeah, basically. The dickhead chose the luchador. This man is talentless in more ways than one. Wow. What is this gonna be? Why is it gonna be some ripoff of Rocky? What I'm, what I'm, it's gonna be. This is a ripoff of Bane in the Marvel comics. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that is. I'm hoping no freaking Venom. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Adrian. Not yet. Venom, <laughs> come back. Oh my god! I'm hoping that Adrian Tome's arrival to this universe, which was the post credit scene, uh, oh, causes an incursion oh, that please. destroys <laughs> the Venomverse. Yeah. And we see Jared Leto's character die and. Venom. <laughs> We see no, no, no. We, we see, see all these guys. No, we see them all fade away, but then we watch Jared Leto uh, die on screen, method acting. You know what sucks? <laughs> you can. You know what sucks about this? Though? You can see their Sinister Six roster already. Like they've already set it up, and it's garbage. They have Venom, Morbius, El Muerto, El Muerto, <laughs> uh, Vulture, who has a web. Madam Web. No, Madam Web's the Nick uh, Fury character for them. You got Craven, and you only need one more, and I wonder who the hell they'll drag. Maybe they'll drag in Scorpion. Carnage! They're bringing back Carnage, baby! (laughs) They killed him. Oh, shit. They Uh, they, they murdered him. They did murk Carnage. Well, someone else just has to bite. That was a 90-minute ride, that one. Someone just has to bite. What's the Venom dude's name again? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, and then, like, make another Carnage. That is not blood! Eddie Brock has a secret! (laughs) Eddie Brock's blood! He's AIDS. He's Venom. When I get out of here, there's gonna be carnage. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Facts, dude. That movie was great, though. Can't you wait for um, Michael Keaton's Vulture to show up in all the post-credits scenes to all these Sony yeah. Marvel movies to set up the Sinister Six I like a Nick true. Fury? Yeah, I, I can, oh I my can predict. <laughs> I can predict all the jokes already. You know, he's gonna show up to Venom, and Venom's gonna be like, "Snack," and Eddie's gonna be like, "No, Venom." And it's like that voice in your head, huh? How about you put him to good use? And he's like, "I'm interested." Okay. Then he goes to Craven. Craven hears him coming, whips the spear out. He's like, "I'm not one of your targets. I'm thinking we got a team to." And he says, huh, I'm intrigued. All right. And they go to Madam Web. Madam Web turns around in her little electric wheelchair. <laughs> the little beep, 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 beep. So I'm assembling a team. I'm just like, I'm trying to pad out the diversity of this team. You want in? And she's like, yeah. And then, and then, and then it flatlines. And then <laughs> how about, how's he recruit El Muerto, though? Has he recruit El Muerto? He suplexes El Muerto, and he's like, yeah, you want this power, don't you? There's only one way. And he says, 
¿Qué en el mundo? ¿Qué es ese poder? I hope he talks just like that too, seriously. And then, and then the final post-credit scene, the final pre-Sinister Six movie, some random ass guy opens a portal to the MCU oh, and they yeah. all jump. God, no. Do you react just because this is exactly what's going to happen? This is not going to happen, dude. If freaking Morbius is in the Sinister Six, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out, dude. I mean, El fine, but Morbius! Jerry Leto! Morbius is a real problem. Okay, yeah. we did say earlier... The wrap up the Morbius conversation to discuss this real quick. Since we're discussing the post credit scenes, I just want to highlight and make clear: Morbius has the worst post post credit scenes in any comic book movie ever. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. I said the Doctor Strange post credit scene was the worst in the MCU, but no, no, the worst <laughs> it, since the invention of the post credit scene yeah. for the for the comic book movie in 2008. This is the worst one. Ah, uh, technically it wasn't 2008. That for the for the comic book movie. Comic book no, movie. I'm pretty sure for the comic book I movie. Mean, no, it wasn't. There was, there was one, one in, in the, the uh, No, X Men Three. Remember oh, Professor so X alive again? Ah, uh, oh, whatever. Shit. That's yeah, a, yeah. no one remembers that. I did. It's the worst one still. Like it's yeah. so bad. Like he just gets teleported uh, in. Also, apparently Sony did not ask Feige uh, for permission. No, because because Sony. No, because Sony was just like, uh, whatever. I think this is how the the multiverse works. So yeah, now 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 in terms of the Marvel Universe's multiverse logic, um, incursion baby. Vulture should cause an incursion by cause by creating the Sinister Six and destroy his universe. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great way to, to end call, the Sony to, universe. Okay, <laughs> right, right, Ruby, because there's a Pretty few awesome. topics we didn't get to. Are we saving them for next episode? One more topic I want to talk about. Quick, everyone, quick. Morbius ratings, though. Uh, Morbius ratings. Half star. Zero. Um, I will <laughs> give it a uh, 0.25 just because of the Matt Smith dance. He danced to a song whose have sex, lyrics have was sex, have sex. Have sex. Have mm-hmm. sex. Um, just because of that. Uh, point, like a fourth of us. I a fourth, would, a fourth of if a I could give this movie a negative rating for that scene, I would. Fine, fine. It's such a good scene, though. I don't, I didn't even watch this movie. I'm glad. <laughs> Be happy. Be happy. Be happy that you didn't, you literally missed nothing. You have an hour and 30 minutes of your life that you can now use however you wish. <laughs> well, technically, he spent that I hour, spent 30, minutes hour doing, 30 minutes doing, doing something, something else. Yeah, I exactly. Know. I don't even know what I did. I can't even remember. Um, but no. He took a piss. My favorite thing for an also came out. All the memes, all the Morbius memes were hilarious. Yes. But my favorite one out of all of them is the, the people Michael who tricked. No, the people who tricked. <laughs> the people who made Martin, who made it so it looked like Martin Scorsese uh, praised Morbius as oh, a yeah. unique thing in the comic book genre, and then Tyrese Gibson fell for it. Yeah. <laughs> What was your birth month? So check your mer- your birth month and birthday to see what your Morbius name is. And, and all of the days and every month says more. And every date says and every date says be us. <laughs> so your name will always be Morbius. It's great! It's a genius! It's a genius. You're telling oh. me I can't believe I can't people keep telling me this movie is bad, but explain to me that why it made six thousand more billion dollars. <laughs> Tell me that. <laughs> is that like a new uh, currency? A new yeah, Monopoly more billion, <laughs> more billion dollars. Look, if Morbius gets a sequel, we're doomed. If Morbius gets a sequel, I, I I'm actually, I'm gonna find Jared Leto. Oh. 
<laughs> I will actually cripple Jared Leto. Last, uh, last major story I want to talk about. Um, Avengers turned 10 yes. while we were off the air on May 4th, 2022. Yeah. Um, Avengers 1. Just briefly highlighting that, um, I don't know, that movie was really, really in- influential to my uh, love of movies as a young high schooler. Yeah. Um, um I saw that one in theaters six times that summer. Right yeah, I wore an Avengers shirt right there. Yeah. No, that movie is phenomenal. Is it's, it's like a phenomenal comic book movie, honestly. Anytime that I get discouraged about the MCU, I try to look back at like the movies that they did spectacular. And I'm like, okay, they can maybe reach these heights again. And Avengers is definitely one of them. Obviously, uh F Josh Wheaton. Yes, that uh, has to be. But like that movie is really entertaining good. as hell. It's entertaining it's as hell. It's like up the pinnacle of the pin, it, uh, the pinnacle of like early 2010s. It introduced book. me to two new things, and I will thank Josh Whedon for, uh, and the Avengers forever for that. Shawarma and Soundgarden. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Avengers movie. Y'all forgot about Soundgarden. You thought I forgot about Soundgarden. I didn't know about Soundgarden before that. On your face. (laughs) On my face. What's on your face? Dave, you know if your your hand is bigger than your face, you might be What? What? <laughs> Jonathan, did you really think I was gonna fall for this shit? Yes. <laughs> Jonathan, did you actually? Yeah, look. Look, he did it. No, no, do it again. I gotta check. Damn it! Got <laughs> <laughs> me good. Well, uh, yeah, no, that was like that movie. When I saw Avengers in theaters, I'm like, okay, this is what it was like when a Star Wars movie came out. Because at that point, a Star Wars movie hadn't come out yeah. recently. And then, it, and then in two more did. And my God. It was better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All right. I, to end the show on a comedic note, unless uh, someone has another uh, comment about Avengers. Um, uh, I do if have If you still one. have not watched this movie, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, well, Avengers. You had 10 years. Avengers unless you're 10. Unless you're 10. Also, I want to say that I do want to say, like, let's let's be real here. Uh, Avengers was, like, subpar at, at most. Uh, the real wonder was Morbius. I was doing a bit. I do actually love that movie. I am starting a workout program. I actually... Called, I'm starting a workout program called Morbiously Obese. I actually uh, uh, just, uh, freaking tatted Michael Morbius on my ass cheeks <laughs> when I pulled up. My eyes in front of my pants in front of Jared Leto. You will know that I am his number one fan. I'll be like, Jared, look at this, and I'll look at this, man. I'll moon him. Yes, I'll walk up to him on crutches and then I'll moon him. I'll moon him with my Michael Morbius cheeks. And he'll be like, you are. And he will look at you and smile gently and say, you are the number one Morbius fan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Ruben. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah. To, to round it off, because we've been here for like two hours. Yeah. And we've had fun. And we've had fun. I hope you had fun, too, but you probably didn't. You stopped you listening. You probably aren't even listening, listening anymore, which is why I will listen But if you made it to the book. end, congrats. Congrats. Just, we'll send you a little code. We'll go to Amazon.com, and here's the code. LG59261. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give you a new LG TV. I'm not kidding. And guess what it comes with? A Blu-ray player and a copy of, a copy of Morbius! Yes! Yes! Oh! yes!
and 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 hear this, hear this, get this cardboard cutout, Jared Leto. <laughs> I am not lying. We cut hole. <laughs> 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 For what? <laughs> <laughs> that is you know. <laughs> you know. All right. So right. Okay. Although Morbius has been pretty comedic to round out our episode oh, with a comedic story, um, <laughs> Seth Green was trying to make a TV show with his NFT board ape. Well, Jake, he bought an heard? NFT ape. And Seth Green. And he, tried, he was trying to make an animated TV series Why? with it. Um, it was supposed what? to star in this new show. Jonathan's heard this. I, I want your authentic reaction. Oh, to God. Um, Guess what? He succumbed uh, no. to an email phishing scheme. So he so he lost the rights to like three or four of his NFT apes, including the one that was going to star in his show. Why? Then the scammer went on to sell his NFT ape to someone else so he can no longer make his TV show because he does not own the rights to the character anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> what? And then in public, he's been tweeting at them. Tweeting at a Twitter user called Darkwing84 asking him to return his NFT ape so he can make his TV show. <laughs> this has got to be one of the most pathetic things ever. Please, please, please give me back Reginald the ape. He was going to be the hit new star in my TV show, Reggie the ape. Oh my God, that is so funny. It is, it is actually sad. It this, is what, this is what our world is coming to. <laughs> please, please. And he said, I think, what was the exact quote? The courts will see me through? Yeah, the courts will oh. Oh, like if he doesn't God. give it back to me, I will go. I will sue and get it back anyway. That's pathetic. Anyway, thank you for tuning in on another episode you, of Pop Cultural Quintessentials with, with uh, Cube. We will be back in a week with one more episode, before, I believe. Before, before Jonathan leaves, but then talking about Moon Knight. Maybe. And Moon Knight, not Morbius again. And Probably Morbius Top Gun. Again. We'll talk about Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Stranger it. Things, because even if we haven't watched the entire volume one <laughs> drop, we will watch some of it. And then Obi Wan Kenobi. That's also coming out this Yay. week. Jesus, there's too much shit to watch at this. Point. Um, Jonathan, yes. close us out. Close us out. Uh, if you do not like and subscribe to our podcast, Morbius Two will never come out. So that means rush out, share with your friends and family. Let's get this movie made. Let's get Martin Scorsese to, to direct. Let's get Tyrese Gibson to replace Jared Leto. All right? Let's go, boys. Okay, we can make it. We can do it. We can do it, guys. Come on. Come on, let's go. You guys just ensured we'll never get subscribers to this podcast. Morbius! 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. The day walker, the true day walker. The true day walker. <laughs>